Leading Britain's conversation. You're listening to a podcast of The Steve Allen Show from LBC. Woo! Nice to be company. How are you doing this morning? Happening with you between now and seven o'clock on uh, LBC. All the good news stories are here and the bad news stories and the indeterminate news stories. Very worryingly, Sandy Toxvic now looks like Tom Cruise. Imagine, who could look like Tom Cruise? Sandy Toxic. Bankruptcy court today for Katie Price. Or is it Jordan or is it Mrs Haler? Anyway, somebody will have to be driving her there because she's not allowed to. Uh, how lucky that Dave and Vic Beckham and all the kids were on an adjoining island to Indonesia. So they were able to get a picture of them, which is great. Uh, also, there's always one. A bloke from West Sussex took what onto the beach? You might have seen the story. Already. What do you think he took onto the beach? A fridge freezer with its own generator. I mean, are these people sadly out to lunch? Is there something the matter with the brain cell? You know, I mean, you think about it, you think, great idea, fridge freezer on the beach, and then you think, actually, you're a bit simple, aren't you, really? Uh, Also, limit kids to two hours screen time a day. Woo! And how many people have applied for Love Island? 25,000 desperados. Let me go on there. I mean, every hooker under the sun is applying for this thing now. Anybody who's got no life, anybody who's got no job, any barmaid, anybody you like, they're just all applying and they'll do anything to get on television so they can have their 35 seconds of fame. The other day, poor little um, Danny Dyer turned up on television with somebody else's hair stapled to hers. I'm assuming there's a horse walking around going, I had a mane last night. I don't know where it is at the moment. But anyway, so uh, she was there. There's also a couple who bonded on dialysis and they fell in love. Quite nice. Live together and I suppose uh, dialysis together. And the poppy seller of 103 gets an MBE for 97 years service. You've got an award, Harry. You've got an award. I went last Tuesday. Thank you. Ramsey's tribute to the godfather of Michelin and a football flop trying to flog his book. He may also be going into the Big Brother house. Very boring. Uh, would you go on holiday without your kids? That's the big question of the paper today. Uh, we'll, we'll be getting Jordan up on the phone for that one later. Of course she'll go on holiday without the kids. She'll go on holiday without anybody. as She goes off there to meet her latest current bit of sex, who apparently, considering she's going into bankruptcy court today, which is very interesting because it means she can't pay her tax bill, and they're still touting out she's got a £45 million fortune. Quite clearly, a load of old baloney. Shoddy, tatty journalism. But there again, that doesn't really seem to make any difference nowadays, does it? And uh, she's just spent apparently 10,000 quid because the current little squeeze, who'll last about five minutes, they generally do, um, didn't want to sleep in the same bed that Kieran Haler had slept in. Ooh, tacky. So she's thrown all the bedroom furniture out and bought all new. But she's bankrupt. How can she afford to do that? Quite clearly, she's going to stick two fingers up. I have no doubt at the end of the day there'll be a bankruptcy order against her and then she'll have to pay her tax bills and everything else. And I'm assuming that the house could be repossessed. So she'll have to go and live in a caravan or something like that. I mean, if she's downsizing, I don't know how much smaller you can get. Certainly a place that you need to keep tidy. Excuse me. Oh, delicious. It's my third cup of tea this morning. I don't care. People say, oh, cups of tea are good for you. So I'm, right, I'll drink three of them. And then later on, I might have some water. And then after that, I don't know what, I don't know what I'm going to do, actually. I had, yesterday was too hot. Yesterday was too, too hot. I decided that it got to... I went out lunchtime. I did some bits and pieces. I was here. We had another interview drop out yesterday. I mean, a really good interview. And so we then felt... Because they were late. So you phone up and the PR uh, goes, wait a minute, I'll just have a check. Oh, his car never turned up. And I'm thinking, because I'm a bit bright, I bet you never bloody ordered it. So we were let down very badly. So, uh, 
you know. Anyway, I do have another interview this morning. It was coming in at 7am. I didn't think it was possible for interviews to come in at 7am. But this particular lady is coming in at 7am this morning. And the good news is she's got a very famous daddy who's not with us anymore. But he's a, he's a very famous daddy. Very, very famous. And we're here to celebrate... Uh, well, I'll tell you about it a little bit later. Uh, plus, MPs want to ban eating dog, despite not having any proof it actually happens in the UK. The BBC's West Side Story race row is PC to the point of ridiculousness. Who says so? The daughter of the writer of the musical, Leonard Bernstein. It's got uh, peculiar. And surprisingly, surprisingly, ladies and gentlemen, the BBC are doing a documentary on uh, Tom Daly and uh, his other half. They do know they're gay, don't they? I just, I just checked because the BBC are not too sure. Somebody needs to inform the newsroom at the BBC. They're doing a documentary on a gay couple who have a baby. OK, just in case you wanted to sort of send a helicopter up. I thought we'd let you know now about it, just in case. Claudia Winkleman has uh, to use so much fake tan, it's scraped off with a sponge. And the BBC had a, 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 sort, of a, a sort of a holiday thing. Yeah, yeah, woo, 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 in Ibiza. Uh, those crack... Things were on sale over there, quite openly, apparently. They've got pictures of people selling it on the beach. And of course, the BBC probably didn't see any of that. They never saw Jimmy Savile, so why they see somebody selling those little uh, canisters of gas? I've got no idea. Judge Rinder wants a chat show. The rest of us, darling, don't want you to have a chat show. We've got chat shows, thank you. We've got more than enough chat shows. You know, the, uh, the judge thing, which is a bit fake because you're not a judge. You're just a barrister. But uh, we don't want a chat show as well. There's enough gay people doing chat shows, thank you very much indeed, without adding another one. OK? You can't add anything to it. You really can't. Uh, what else do we have? Jamie Oliver wants to be the new David Attenborough. And he says he's going to retire in about ten years' time. Uh, good. Uh, also, what was the other one which I quite liked, actually? Tony Hadley says the reason he left Spandau Ballet is because he's a Tory and Gary Kemp isn't a Tory. Do you think that was really it? I don't know. I mean, I really don't know. I just have to pass on what the newspapers say about it. Anyway, apart from that, nice to have your company. I hope you're surviving. Tomorrow, Fantastic. Tomorrow is fantastic because it's going to rain and the temperature is going to drop. And they reckon we will have a ton of rain in uh, August. And then apparently we might go back to a bit of sunshine. But I think the, the, the rain that we have should be enough to sort of calm us all down a little bit. Excuse me again. And we found another loony. Yes, it's, it's quite easy to find them nowadays because the newspapers and the television are so keen to put these people up there to be ridiculed. This is a woman who gave up men to have sex with uh, because she's now discovered she has sex with ghosts and she's brought one back with her from Canada and she's now said she wants a baby with one I mean I don't want to be rude about the poor bedraggled old has-been but I mean for God's sake I mean quite clearly what are they putting up on television for dear? for us to point fingers you're not having sex with ghosts don't be so stupid Try and grow up. Try and be a bit of an adult. But there again, they put them on the television. Oh, yeah, this and that. And you think, why are they putting people up who tell lies? Small wonder children nowadays, they get to the age of about five and six and they want their own mobile phones and they want to book out for Love Island. That's about it, actually. Cliff says Ibiza, small island full of drunks. Uh, yes, it is. Although a friend of mine's over there at the moment. Uh, but he's, he's in the nice bit. He's, uh, he's in the sort of the posh bit. Their, their hotel's quite nice. Not a chav in sight. Which is always good. You know, we don't want people doing hippie crack, do we, on the beach? Uh, plus, Michael J. Fox fans have slammed the fake news website for claiming that he died. He hasn't, incidentally. And do you speak bevy? Bevy. Boozy Brit's holiday priority is to learn how to order a drink. Hey, hey Manuel, uh, over here, jump. Uh, four beer, four, unos dos tres, and then the other one, unos dos twice. 
and uh, we'll have some sangria. Mar- Marge, do you want to... Kylie, sit down. Do you want a Coca-Cola? We'll have a Coca-Cola as well, Manuel. And that's the extent of the British being able to speak in another language. Uh, also, Bojo draws Muslim fury over letterboxes jive. They look like letterboxes. And, um, and, and bank robbers. I mean, to be honest with you, that ought to be rude, but I've never seen a black letterbox. But on the other hand, I've just remembered I have seen a red burqa. Because apparently you can get different colours. I've seen light blue. Pay. It's just that we tend to see black all the time. But there are other colours available where they've got the little mesh thing in, in front. I don't think they do women any favours either, but if that's what somebody chooses to wear. But I think if there's a, ru- a rule in the country or a law that says you can't wear them, then you can't wear them. Because people have used them for bank robberies and they have skipped the country wearing them as well. We've had that before. Uh, what else do we have? Oh, Weatherspoons have accused of threatening to ban anybody who smells. Well, let's take the staff to start with, shall we? Let's go with the staff. Because apparently some woman turned up with a homeless person and a mate of his for a breakfast. And they went, I'm sorry, it's not for you. I mean, to be honest with you, why she didn't cook for them at home, I've got no idea. I don't want to walk into Weatherspoons and see homeless people sitting at tables. I told you the funniest thing I saw the other day was coming in on Sunday morning. And there's two homeless people. They've got a bottle in one hand. What, What were they looking for? What were they looking for in this alley down here? What were they looking for? What do you think they were looking for? Drugs? No. No. It's something even more basic. Something you've used before. Not necessarily in this alleyway. They were looking for plug sockets outside the restaurants to plug their phones in and charge them. They were on their hands and knees plugging their, their phones in. Imagine being homeless and having a telephone and being able to charge it for nothing, which is brilliant. Because yesterday my phone went funny. It, uh, it seemed to use up a lot of the power. Whether or not I was on something. See, now it's 93%. It's only because I check the news as I'm, uh, as I'm coming in. Walkers, you know, the crisp people, they're facing a boycott because their crisp packets can't be recycled. Oh, good. Crisps are very bad for you. And uh, too much sleep is bad for you. Try telling anybody in this day and age that sleep is bad for you. No, it's not. It's lovely. You climb into bed, you lay down on top of the bed and bang, you're out. Oh, sorry. Oh, dear. I could just curl up now. You know, you could just curl up and go to sleep. Ten hours. See, I think ten hours is too much. I mean, I, I went to bed at about four o'clock and I was up again at half past ten. So what's that? Six and a half hours. Six and a half was great. It was lovely. I watered the hanging baskets, sent a text when I got into work to a friend of mine who's doing me a very nice big favour. And uh, and he was off watering his baskets and he, he was quite delighted by the early morning call, which is good. <laughs> uh, another one here. Uh, Steve, is the UK in a drought? We're having bad drought in... Australia, says Shane. No, we're not in a drought situation because there's no there's no water bans at the moment. Uh, it's just that we need it to rain. And we quite like it to rain for about uh, 40 days and 40 nights. Too much sleep, says my friend Chris. Not today. Not today. <laughs> I, the trouble is, I do like the sleep. I, I seriously like sleeping. I think it's great. I like lying down on the settee. I've got a, um, a little fan which plays over my feet, which is very sweet. And uh, I know it's quite nice. I quite quite fancy that idea now. Although in here, because I've moved the air conditioning unit, it's not that cold. But when I walk out of the studio and come back in again, it feels freezing, absolutely freezing. But never mind. We're, we're sort of we're sort of coping with it. Uh, the marriage made in hell, which I spoke about yesterday on the program. One in twelve bobbies—that's police officers—have a second job. I thought that was just firemen. I thought firemen had two jobs. And my uh, my driver this morning told me he was a big fan of the programme, which is very nice indeed. He uh, he sort of, he listens 
every day, which is uh, which is very good, very good. They always send me a thing afterwards. I never I never fill it in because I don't know how to how to fill it in. But uh, he's he's driving a what's he driving? He was driving a, a galaxy. He was driving a galaxy this morning because I can't tell the difference. I just know that it sounds like they've actually turned the blooming things off when we get to uh, to traffic lights because they're they're sort of part electric and all the other things. And uh, oh, the job's vanished. Otherwise, I'd tell you what his name was. But uh, I can't, because it's vanished. So I can't even... I'll just tell you, you know, the... Uh, oh, come back here, goodness sake, honestly. The uh, the fact... Oh, dear me, honestly, so annoying. He's driving a Ford Galaxy, and the last three letters are HKK. So if you see him, you know that he's uh, he's been... What? What? We're now looking for galaxies on the road, honestly. Most people are looking for drug dealers and police officers. We're looking for a galaxy. I love a galaxy. Do you know I haven't had a bar of galaxy for years? Never had a bar of galaxy. Yeah, what's your favourite chocolate? Don't write into me. Write into BBC Radio Shropshire. <laughs> they're, they're, well up, they're well up for things like that. Well up for things like that. Uh, Steve, Silicon Valley Sue, also known as the Freedom Fighter and the Liberty Lady, has replanted the Steve Allen Silicon Valley basket last week. Jade and yellow flowers. Crazy busy, uh, ready to go to Krakow in Poland to speak at a conference, then north to Warsaw to try and track down some of my Granny Anna's roots. Wow, very nice indeed, very nice. Okay, we're gonna we're gonna take it easy this morning because basically nobody's got the energy. Last when I was watering the plants, you know, twenty six degrees they said it was when I was watering the plants. Normally it's a nice breeze, so I can't wait. For, you know, as far as I'm concerned, it could freeze tomorrow. It could absolutely freeze. That's what I'll be looking forward to. Or rain and freezing. So I'm going to have to get my little umbrella out, aren't I? But I'm going to be sitting in a, in a screening room watching, uh, watching a, a film. Watching a film. Uh, what was the other one which I quite liked, actually? Oh, yes. Always. Oh, God. Uh, always looking on the bright side of life is bad for you. Sleep's bad for you. Looking on the bright side of life is what's good for you. LBC, Steve Allen's early breakfast between now and seven, Monday through Friday and here Sunday morning. Seats at all prices. We're open every day of the week. We don't do holidays just yet. You're listening to a podcast from LBC. John says, can we start having the countdown to Christmas? Well, it was 122 days yesterday. 139 days. I was was going to say it's gone up or something. But anyway, we've decided to move Christmas. We're having it in January. You know why? Because you never get any of the presents you want, so have them in January, there'll be loads of them. And that way, nobody gives a stuff about, oh, the, the high street are complaining. There is no high street. It's vanished. It's gone. The only thing, you know, you're going to get in high street now is a, is a coffee or one of those very expensive ice and a bit of liquid frothed up so it turns into a, an ice-cold drink. I was so desperate the other day, I wanted a slush puppy. God, did I want a slush I'd have killed a slush puppy. Well, it wouldn't literally, but I mean, I just, I just quite fancy one. And then I watched a programme on television the other day, and it was, it was about a certain part of the country, it could have been Scotland, and it was uh, the problem they've got with heroin. And they said, do you know that you can get a fix of heroin quicker than a takeaway pizza? And so they decided to prove it. So they were filming it, and he said, right, can you order a wrap of heroin, or whatever it is you order with heroin? And uh, he picked up the phone. He said, oh, can I get... They had a special name for it. It wasn't called heroin or a rap. Presumably just in case anybody was listening. And so they ordered it. And he said he'd be within a few minutes. And, um, and then they ordered a pizza. The heroin arrived in 10 minutes. The pizza took 45 minutes. I mean, gives you a rough idea. You know, drug dealers now, they don't care. 
They're not bothered about being sort of taken off the streets because there'll be somebody to replace them within a matter of seconds. They, they did a sting in London the, uh, the other week and um, they went out and they were watching a particular area of London in the city and they watched a guy doing a deal and they caught him on a CCTV. So they, they set up all the people in the square, barring about half a dozen, were all police officers, plain clothes. They, some were dressed as workmen, everything else. And they got this uh, this bloke and he had 140 quid on him because when they go out and deliver this stuff, many to office workers, uh, they only take enough for that one person. They don't walk around with loads of it. It's too risky. So 140 quid's worth. It was cocaine. And then he went back to this uh, this office worker's office and discovered loads more cocaine in there. Went to his house. He had loads of cocaine. And so he was nicked as well at the same time. But uh, they don't care because somebody else will be uh, will be there, won't they? Uh, also, forms of the drug. This is the synthetic opioid, which is called fentanyl, uh, have risen by 29 percent. It's sold to users via the dark web, often import, imported from Chinese laboratories. Uh, deaths from psychoactive substances like spice, spice, <laughs> spice or uh, mephadrone have halved. And uh, so 80 deaths from fentanyl increased by 29 percent. It's, I mean, it's serious. It's, it's bad news. But there again, you can't stop somebody taking drugs. If, you know, if somebody wants to take drugs, they will take drugs. You could say to them, you're going to die. They couldn't care less. They couldn't care less. They will be more than even the bloke who was taking the heroin in this documentary. They were saying, you know, do you not worry about it? He said, I, I know it's killing me. He said, but I'm addicted. What, what can you do about it? And I thought, well, we can't do anything about it. How do you get into it in the first place? Very, very odd. Very odd. Uh, Steve, my catnip has withered. I think you can go to the doctor for that one. I think if it... I mean, it depends how much it's withered, but you can go and probably get some cream or something like that. Uh, you're not British if you don't say how hot it is during a heat wave 20 times a day. Because people ask you, they go, how are you coping in the heat? And I always go, badly. I bumped into loads of people. You know, how are you coping in the heat, Steve? I'm not. I really don't. It makes me very, very drowsy. But uh, as Cliff says, I'm easy... Easy like a Sunday morning. Good old Lionel. What's he been up to? The music in America seems to influence all sorts. He's, he's still churning out albums. He's still doing it. And then somebody says, what does Mylene Class do? She's a radio presenter. I mean, in a bikini, I realise, slightly odd. But no, she does. Uh, she likes. She comes in here every day. You know, you could see Mylene Class coming in. And if the photographer doesn't catch her, she'll go out and come back in again. You know, just to make sure that he does capture her. So there you go. And uh, Jim says, police officers with second jobs. What kind of a mess are we in here, Steve? And what next? Moonlighting LBC presenters? I know. Imagine. Imagine. What would LBC presenters do? Television. Television. Mm. They asked me yesterday, believe it or believe it not, I got a text saying um, they'd like you to appear on this morning. And uh, I thought, oh, that'll be exciting. And because um, I know a few people down there. And they said that they're doing a programme on tipping and uh, they'd like you to sort of join in the discussion. And I wrote back and went, not in a million years. Seriously, not in a million years. It doesn't interest me. In the sl- Other people would have killed me to get that gig. You know, what? you've turned down this, this gig? Yes. <laughs> I'm a radio presenter. Of course I'd turn the gig down. David says, in the Irish Republic, pillar boxes are green. Oh, well, that's, well, that's uh, fair enough. I can go for that. My friend John and I recently visited Northern Ireland, had three days in Belfast and three days in Londonderry. And while at the latter, we went on the bus last Wednesday over the border to Donegal Town. It poured with rain. It was beautiful. Plus, it was nice and cool. Not much more than 20 degrees centigrade. Awful coming back to this repugnant heat. I know, it's just... 
I was just wiped out yesterday, so I had to go and lie down in a dark room with the fan. It was much, much uh, easier. Uh, another one here. We've been looking forward to booking our holiday in the Arctic Circle over Christmas time. Yesterday we went to book it. Horror. We found the prices have been jacked up. Apparently they said some big cheese DJ from London has announced he might be returning. Suddenly bookings have gone through the roof. Who'd have thought? Yes, I know. That's the, that's the power of LBC, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> been waiting too long for the rain, says Wash. I should imagine he's probably got to that stage now where he's gone, oh, I've just had enough of it. As indeed we all have. Of course, the funny thing is, we'll all complain about the rain, won't we? Oh, it's too wet. It's too wet. We don't like the rain. What are we going to do? We have to take an umbrella. So, uh, no, actually, I've just realised I haven't got a screening tomorrow. I've got a screening today. I've got an interview at 7am this morning. So literally when I finish, I've got an interview to do. And then off to my screening at 8.30. I'm going to see a new, uh, a new film, uh, which is lovely. Uh, very much looking forward to it. Uh, also, the, um, the BA man grounded over the man bun. Everybody spoke about this yesterday. O'Brien uh, did it. Dave. He said to me, he says, why do you keep calling me Dave? I said, because it's your name. <laughs> How peculiar thing to say. You know, it's like, why do you call me Steve? Because it's your name. <laughs> yeah, that's why we call you Dave. He said, I said, well, it started ages ago. He said, it makes me laugh. Well, good. Doesn't have a lot of laughs in his life, as you can imagine. But uh, he was doing the man bun thing, and he sort of he decided that maybe he wasn't he shouldn't have lost his job over it. Then the more he thought about it, the more he thought, well, if that's what the dress code is, if that's what they're saying. To be honest with you, I think anybody with a man bun looks like a right old Nancy Mary type person. I mean, it just looks ridiculous. It's not. It's not butch. Also, and here's the thing: if you and this happens a lot, if you've got long hair. Surely the idea is you don't want to roll it up at the back of your head like Lauren Goodyear, do you, or somebody like that. You want to actually, um, you want to wear it down because it's taking you long enough to grow it. Or in the case of Katie Price, that'll be coming off. That'll be part of the settlement. She'll have to. I think she's going to be evicted by the end of the month. <laughs> uh, Rod says, face for radio, Steve. Keep to that. And if it gets too heated, take a dip in the Thames. Do you know, nothing would get me swimming in the Thames. You know, the biggest thing at the moment is swimming in open water. Swimming in open water is very, very popular. Very popular. Not for me. My friend Gary does it. He does these sort of Iron Men things and he swims in open... Oh, no, thank you. Does Tom Waters do it too? Does he really? It's not normal. It's not normal. Tom Tom Waters or Tom Watts? Oh, Clyde Bull's producer. Oh, he's odd. I mean, he would do that. I'm sure he's told me before these done. I remember thinking, oh, I, could, I said, and all these fish and things brushing against your legs. Oh, no, thank you. I mean, it, oh, no, I can't even think about it. Seriously, you know, you don't... No, definitely not. Uh, Paul says, saw Lionel Richie in Vegas in November. Fantastic. Even my boys said they enjoyed it. Oh, yeah, there's nothing the matter with Lionel Richie. I think he's all night long. He's really cool. He's really, really cool. Uh, what else did he have as a hit single? I can't remember half his hit singles. He had loads, didn't he? So many hits. And I remember thinking at the time. Oh, that's right. Do you remember that? Hello? Yeah? Hello? Is it me? No, not you. No, we're not looking for you at all. All oh, right, OK. Thank you. All night long. All night long. It's good, isn't it? Actually, I'm bored even thinking about it. I can't think of any songs that, that sort of produce some sort of energy this morning. You know, people are going, oh, could you dance? And you go, not at this time of the morning. I couldn't. I really couldn't. I know what's going to happen. I'm going to go see this film later on this morning. <laughs> And I'm going to fall asleep because the chairs are so comfy. I have to force myself. I'll have to take a bottle of water. I'll have to take a bottle of water or two bottles of water. 
and then uh, then eventually I shall sort of get get through the thing. But otherwise, it'll be hopeless. I'm not even sure if I'm the only one. I've never heard of a screening at 8.30. Uh, Steve, uh, I once bought a rose for a loved one. Then again, she did cheat, lie and fool around. Mr T, pity the fool. Yes, we're complaining about the uh, the weather. Full stop. Any weather. After all, if we wouldn't, you may have thought we were in America, says Monica, in a nice air condition. Do you know, I got in my car yesterday to go and get some water for my friend Kasia. She wanted some cases of water and it's cheap. It's like £3 for 48 bottles which is really cheap, so they just have it, and it's got a little sport. But how they get it for that price, I've got no idea. I'll have to just turn the tap on. And um, so I bought her two cases of that, which is very good. The trouble is they're too small for me. I like a slightly bigger bottle. And, uh, and so I bought that. And the air conditioning, was lo- it was just I could have just sat at traffic lights. In fact, I thought it's quite easy to fall asleep at traffic lights now. See, would you like to invest in the new Devon pineapple and coconut plantation? Do you remember there was that woman who claimed that she was growing pineapples because of the heat? I thought, rubbish. Didn't believe it. I thought she'd bought them all in the local supermarket. And coconuts. Can you imagine somebody growing coconuts in this country? You're listening to a podcast from LBC. Morning, everybody. William says, in the 1950s, cast your mind back, women slept 10 hours a night on average with no ill effects. Somebody should research into this research that reassures women that taking two hours a night less sleep and being stressed out looking after children as well as working full-time is good for them. It's all aimed at exploitation, sugared by so-called feminism. I don't, I don't know. Man buns remind me of the TV series Shogun with Richard Chamberlain. Yes, that was that was religious, wasn't it? Weren't they um, Shoguns? Weren't they a, a religion? I always thought they were monks or something, and people have. It's like when you watch um, uh, the people who do that sumo wrestling. They, they've got man buns on. But that's fine if you... But not if you work at BA, at Heathrow Airport. You can't have a man bun for that. A Shogun was the military dictator of Japan during the period 1185 to 1868, with exceptions. They were the de facto rulers of the country, uh, appointed by the uh, the emperor. Wow. I'd have loved to have been around in those times. Wouldn't you love to have been around in those times? Wouldn't you have wanted to go to, uh, to the Forbidden City when it was in operation? When, you know, there were, you know, people were sort of chosen to be the concubines and... All this kind of stuff. I'd love to have gone there just out of curiosity to observe it. Not maybe to be part of it, because I don't think you'd live very long. Um, another one. Luke says, I bet dance the night away by the Mavericks will make you dance at this time of the way. Do you know, nothing, even if my legs were animated, would make me laugh. Would make me, it would make me dance at this time of the morning. I just haven't got the... I mean, it's very nice, but the video is particularly naff. They were standing in front of fruit and veg, weren't they? Done very cheaply in a, in a supermarket. You know this one? Actually, quite cute, isn't it? What do you think about it? It is actually quite cute. Yeah, you a little bit Elvis, kind of thing. And yet, the bloke who's singing it isn't at all attractive. You know, but it, but I like his voice, and I love the song. It's quite cute, actually. He does look like Matt from the tech department. Yes, he does, actually, yes. Slightly cleaned up version, but nevertheless. That's nice, isn't it? OK, that's enough of that one. I've seen, I've seen acres of fruit before now. <laughs> but there's nothing that makes me dance the night away. Do you know what I could go for? Do you know what I had yesterday? What did I have yesterday? I decided to have a large vanilla milkshake from McDonald's. All right, so it came with a double cheeseburger, but and in fact, I felt awful eating it because it gave me indigestion. But the and the and the milkshake was so cold. It, you know, when you get that uh, head freeze 
I got that. Like, ah, ah, at the bus stop. I think people thought I was going to die or something. But then it, it, I really annoyed everybody because I sat on the bus. Oh, and we had the bus driver from hell because my legs were playing up yesterday, as they do occasionally. You know, bits of me sort of kind of has days where it doesn't want to operate. And so uh, we get to where, where the bus drops you off. And I'm next to the front door. And there's no law about going out of the front door. At all, as far as I know. I looked above to see if there was a sign. There wasn't. But the bus driver was one of those, uh, you know, uh, Jobsworths. And so I stand up. I've got my bag. And you can see I'm obviously struggling a little bit. Uh, and he went, middle door. And I felt like saying, open the front door, I'll open it myself. Don't start dictating to me, matey. Otherwise I'll have you for discrimination. So I took a photo of the bus. I'm like that, you know. Because if, if they get away with it with me, they must get away with it with loads of pensioners and other people like that who maybe don't have the means to stand up for themselves. Or stand up full stop, actually. Uh, 84850, steve at I couldn't believe it when I saw about the, uh, the earthquake and then the Beckhams happened to be on a neighbouring island. Yeah, another bloody holiday. I mean, they don't seem to do anything, do they? Hardly work. You'd think she'd be concentrating on uh, on sort of trying to get the business off the ground, but pff, why should she bother? Somebody else has invested money in it. Front page of the uh, of the Sun this morning. They've got Katie Bust, bankruptcy court today. I mean, to be honest with you, I don't know what her bills would be unless it's HMRC and all the other things. She's blamed Kieran, as indeed she's blamed Kieran for just about everything. But in fact, it's her all the time. She's not the businesswoman she thinks she is. She never was. She never will be. She has no talent at all in that department. She never had 40 million, 4 million, 400, nothing, absolutely nothing. She's lived hand to mouth. Because as I said to you before, if uh, Katie Price had ever had 45 million, she'd have invested in property and have been living off the income of a portfolio. She doesn't. She needs to do discos and things like that. She's obviously not a great mother because she's been on holiday loads of times without the kids. She just sort of dumps them at home with whoever happens to be at home and off she goes to sort of uh, do her own little life. This, this hopefully could be the wake up call, but she's a bit stupid. So maybe it uh, maybe it won't be. They say here, I mean, even the sun gets it wrong. Why can't the editor put his foot down and go, because there's no story, is there? If you claim she went through 45 million quid, it makes people hate her even more, thinking she's had all of that. But of course, she never had that. I don't think any of her business ventures ever worked. Name me one which worked. And don't say the books, because she never writes the books. We know that. She's already told us that. She has no idea what goes on in the book. She just gives them a storyline like, you know, girl like model as horse. And then marries bloke, and that's it. And all she does in her life is marry them, and then slags off the one that she's previously been with. Uh, although Kieran Haler has uh, has come out and started saying something. Why his kids have been allowed to go away with her latest boyfriend is totally beyond me. He's such a drip, though, isn't he, Kieran Haler? He's all right having sex with her friends and the nanny, but when it comes to looking after the children, he doesn't seem to do diddly squat. They were off jet skiing. You know, she's got all these uh, these debts piling up around her. I think what they'll end up doing is taking the house back because I don't think she can afford to pay it. It's 10000 a month, 11000 for the business expenses for people. And then they they printed a couple of pictures of, of her attempting to mow the grass. It's in the worst condition I've ever seen. Bumps, the whole thing. You're never going to mow that. Need to get in professional people to do it. The house is falling apart. It's full of rubbish and old furniture and tat. And apparently it stinks to high heaven. But there again, that's poor old Katie Price. Never mind. And uh, so she'll she'll appear in court. Um, it's going to be in the Rolls building. She's been bidding for months to stave off bankruptcy as her once lucrative media empire began to fall apart. It was never a lucrative media empire. What is this shoddy journalism? It really is. They say she's already trying to sell her West Sussex mansion, 
which sources claim is burdened with thousands of pounds worth of debt. In other words, she's got a big mortgage on it. So that's why she never had the 45 million. Somebody says she's, um, she's going to have to face the music. She's working with her advisers. Well, she should have done it years ago, but the trouble is she's more interested in getting drunk and uh, going away on, on holidays with the latest little Boise friend. But uh, they say here it's falling apart following the demise of her third marriage and the collapse of her businesses. She hasn't got any businesses. What businesses? What is this garbage they're writing? There are no businesses. What, so she used to sell clothing at one time? That wasn't a really a business. That collapsed ages ago. And somebody says she's been putting off what was becoming increasingly inevitable. She never had any talent for business. She was thick as a brick. Thick as a brick, that's all it is. They say Katie's always been very proud of her reputation as a successful businesswoman. She's facing bankruptcy. There is no successful businesswoman. Grow up, get over yourselves. She was always a failure. Always. All she was was a girl with a big pair of boobs, and that was it. And then we started having the Botox, and then she started looking dreadful, and then she got rid of husband after husband after husband. And now she's with a little boy who might or might not... Obviously, he can't push a, law, a lawnmower around because she appears to be doing it by herself. So, obviously, it's a load of old claptrap that they're selling us about, uh, about him. Uh, here's the... Uh, oh, yes, because of the temperature. Can you believe that that has pushed up the price of beer? Pushed up the price? I would have thought, actually, it would have brought it down, but there you go. Uh, grain traders warn barley production is down by almost a third, making gin, beer and whiskey more expensive. Thank God for that. I don't drink gin, whiskey and beer, which is good news. Uh, also, the crops are affected. Potatoes, smaller in size and number. Carrots, smaller in size. Wholesale prices up 55%. Broccoli, prices surge by more than a third. Onions, yield down by a quarter. And peas, yield down by up to a third. And barley, late planting and lack of water, hits yield by a third. What do you mean, lack of water? They've been able to water. They can get out there and water. Regent's Park are watering. If, they, if they're watering, everybody else must be able to water, I would have thought. Um, um, um. Also, villagers who caught a tyre slasher on CCTV hit out after the case was halted by blunders. Not so good. This particular man denied criminal damage and said it was a case of mistaken identity. And uh, and the police have said the same. So now they're back where they started again. The Weatherspoons pub. Um, I don't know where this one is, actually. Oh, it's in Truro in Cornwall. I think Truro. I'm sure I've been uh, on holiday to Truro. I think it's actually quite nice. It's quite nice. But anyway, uh, staff took exception when caring Jenny Rimmer took rough sleepers Christian Fitch and a pal Ryan for a hot meal. They look well able to cope. They were finally served breakfast in takeaway boxes. Jenny says she was later told by the staff there there was a ban on homeless people, including anybody who smelt. But actually, Jenny, that's, I mean, either you're particularly dim because that's quite normal. Our local um, um, Kentucky Fried Chicken doesn't allow people in work overalls to sit there. Because they smell. We have, the, we have the street sweepers who go in there and sit there. I mean, really, not, not good enough. But anyway, she'd invited them because they were a similar age to her son. She said, I told staff I was trying to do a nice thing and make sure they had a good meal. The manager said they had too many problems with homeless people. Chris says, I felt like crying my eyes out. Oh, God, honestly. Uh, Chris is one of the blokes, actually. Well, you must have faced this before. You can't be that naive, for goodness sake. And then uh, somebody, the Weatherspoon spokesman, says, having the account from staff at the pub, we backed their decision. When food was taken out, one of the men was aggressive and abusive. I can well imagine it. That's why they don't want them in there. I don't think it's a case of they smell. It's a case of they're, they're generally drunks and they're, they're trouble. So they don't want them in there. Would you want to go and sit down in a pub with homeless people with all their bags? Would you? Of course you wouldn't. And you're lying if you say you would. Uh, Steve, uh, time to measure the spike. 
down under. It's lunchtime radio here. Perhaps you could uh, magic a clip-on man bun for your next look. Surely the next wave of male grooming. I think I'd look ridiculous with a man with a man bun. I seriously, I'm pretty certain if that's I would I would look ridiculous. You know, I think I think the look I've got at the moment is fairly cool. I'm fairly happy with it. I don't want uh, I don't want anything else at all. Twenty five hopefuls have applied for next year's Love Island. Uh, I should imagine the uh, the escort pages must be devoid of people during this period. I should be on Love Island. Contact me afterwards. One of them's going to be doing porn, isn't she? And uh, and the other one, you know, as I say, none of these relationships will last. Even little Danny Dyer, her and the little veneer boy. That's not going to last very much. I tell you, it's okay. She she has said in the interview, so we're going to move in as soon as possible. I thought, what? Somebody you've known four weeks? Bloody hell! <laughs> you are desperate, very desperate. Uh, always look on the bright side of life. Always looking on the bright side can be bad for you. Feeling under stress helps you cope better with bad news and could be an important survival strategy. Whee! And then after the other day, they had Linda Lusardi and Madonna. Uh, Madonna, who was sort of posing at the age of whatever she is, 60. So they found all these other 60-year-olds. Uh, they managed to get them posing where, well, they look even older than Madonna. They look so ancient, these people. They recreate the Madonna mag pose on the grass. I think not. One of them, uh, Karen, she says, uh, I have an active sex life and Madonna looks like she does too. I don't know. I mean, seriously, these people are the oldest 60-year-olds you've ever seen in your entire life. Could be so much better, but it's not. Uh, what else we got here? The uh, Andy Hall's press release um, uh, column. And he says, uh, Tom Daly, uh, together with Dustin, and five-week-old Robin Ray will go face-to-face with opponents of same-sex surrogacy. It's a programme on the BBC, press release. Uh, also, Jamie Lomas. Why do we know Jamie Lomas? What was the matter with Jamie Lomas? There's something about him, I'm not sure. I can't, what do you... Oh, is he from Made in Chelsea? Oh, right. Looks a bit of a dipstick. And... Um, his ex bagged herself a much younger lover, and now Jamie Lowe, no matters followed suit. The Holly, no, Hollyoaks hunk. He's dating Portia Hughes, 18 years his junior. He was on what? I'm a celebrity. Uh, in other words, a nobody. But uh, it, his, oh, his ex-wife is Kim Marsh. Oh, of course, that's why you're famous, dear. You're not famous for anything you've ever done. Uh, also, uh, Corrie veteran Sally uh, Denavor. I know I do. Who's Sally? Sally Denavor. Anyway, they do a story about her. Lucy Parker, who had twins last year, teared up when a woman called in saying, Ellie Goulding's How Long Will I Love You reminded her of losing a child. Oh, dear. That's not the happiest thing, is it? You sometimes get that on LBC. I think old uh, Dave the other day had it with somebody um, was saying, and he went, oh, there's another depressing story. He didn't like depressing stories at all. I can well imagine, actually, that uh, Cliff Richards, he's going to have a documentary on ITV, you see, they lead the BBC, just trail behind like like sort of lost sheep. Oh, what are we going to do here? I don't know. Um, Today programme? Sorry, anybody listening to the Today programme? I fear not. I fear Let's just hemorrhage a million, shall we? So much easier. Uh, Steve, I never sleep for long, says Christine. I've only managed between three to five hours. Wow. Three to five hours. No, I, I, I can do a lot longer than three to five hours. But when I'm awake, I'm awake. I don't wake up and then go, oh, clump. I don't do that. Well, I don't think so, actually. Uh, Tony says, can you let me know if you receive or able to review emails sent you before the show begins? No. No, I don't have that uh, facility at all. Why? I don't, I don't have that. Uh, that's up to the producer. I don't see anything at all. Uh, Martin says, yes, I went into McDonald's with my shirt off because it was hot. I was told to leave. I should blow my mouth. I think so, too. 
peasant. Walked in with your shirt off? Were you mad or something? Oh, stinky pinky. No, thank you very much indeed. God, we're definitely, I'm definitely getting the wrong audience. I'm not going to start. After. I think what we'll have to do, we'll have to start putting up this thing. You'll have to fill in a small questionnaire before you get on air. Well, you don't get on air anyway on the show, but I mean, before you, before you have an, e- an email read out, because walked in with your shirt off. If I was behind the counter, I'd have you out as well. So, excuse me, put your clothes on, get out. Honestly, what is the matter with people? It's bad enough people walking down the street with their shirts off. That looks even worse. Mind you, shirts off and tattoos. That's about as bad as it gets, isn't it? You're listening to a podcast from LBC. God, proof if proof were needed that the chav element has crept over to America. Here's a student. Uh, She's not in the papers today, but she probably could find herself there. She's called Mackenzie. Spelt M-A-K-E-N-Z-I-E. Okay, and she's a US college student, and she's posing here uh, with uh, an alligator. Uh, This is a 14-foot alligator, and it's in a centre that captures nuisance animals and educates the public. So she's pictured standing in the water, tickling its nose. Apparently they've built up a bond. Yeah, a bond that you get much closer, it's going to take her arm off and drag her under the water and kill her. But because uh, we've had this before, we've had it with SeaWorld. Uh, was it SeaWorld? One of them who had um, killer whales that killed the trainer. Literally dragged her under the water and drowned her. This particular one here, she's a student at the University in Texas. And uh, she's going to graduate on Friday with a degree in wildlife and fisheries sciences. They've got about 450 alligators, crocodiles and other reptiles. But this one was adopted in 2016 after overfeeding turned him into a nuisance. So they say Mackenzie and Tex, big Tex, have developed a special relationship since she joined the centre in May. She says he responds to his name and reacts to her hand signals when she regularly enters his pond to feed him. She said, uh, uh, people said, to her, are, you, are you not scared? She said, no. She said, I, I, I was more worried that Tex would accidentally eat her beloved university Aggie ring. I don't even know what an Aggie ring is, but there again. Uh, starting from a young age, she says, I was always picking up snakes, holding animals, talking to kids and educating the public. And so she's pictured with it. I mean, to be honest with you, this thing could, they move so fast. I don't know if you've ever seen them move when they used to have that uh, bloke from Australia and he used to feed these things. This thing shoots out the water. <laughs> And in this case, it could it could take her arm. They don't know what people are. They really don't, contrary to what people think. They think, oh, they're lovely. And uh, Steve, I travelled over to France yesterday. Uh, 35 degrees here yesterday. Uh, and uh, now live in Norfolk. Use local bus occasion. Almost everybody says thank you to the driver as they depart. Couldn't believe it. How grumpy the bus drivers are in London. Back tomorrow, says Steve. Do you know that a lot of people have started saying, thank you, driver. We've got a few sort of sad people who do that all the time. As I say, I didn't say thank you the other day to the one who made me go to the middle of the bus. So I deliberately limped all the way up there and took my time. I thought, you know, it's like it's like bad bus drivers. There's quite a few of them at the moment. Not good. Uh, Steve says, I must admit, I thought Katie Price was very wealthy. Well, why would you think that? You believe what you read in the newspapers. She never had that much money. If she did, why is she living in a dump of a house? Why is she spending £11,000 on stuff? That's why she got no money. She never had very much to start with. She's keeping her head just above water. But I think she owes so much. I think she's fallen behind on everything. And if she's not paying the tax, all she'll do, they just go into bankruptcy. But then she can't borrow any money for, I forget how long it is now on bankruptcy. There's, there's sort of, it's not as bad as it was. It just basically means it's bone idle people who have apparently earned the money, but then can't be bothered to pay taxes like you or I. Can't be bothered to pay their bills. Why should I bother paying my bills? That's for stupid little people 
That was what Leona Helmsley said years ago. She owned a chain of hotels in New York. And when she was questioned about why she hadn't paid tax, she said, tax, that's for little people. I don't pay tax. And you think, well, you go to prison. And so she did. She went to prison. Uh, Steve, as, a, as an ex-lady bus driver, the drunks, the druggies and the homeless used to just step out in the road in front of the bus and stroll very slowly, putting two fingers up and throwing expletives, if you said anything. We had one who nearly got on the bus in Richmond. There were some Americans who sort of got on the bus, so that was all right. And then this bloke gets on and he holds up this card. And the bus driver goes, show me. No, it's not valid. And he went, I've got another one, mate, coming in the post. Didn't care. So off the bus he gets. And um, oh, you'd obviously tried it on loads and loads of times. You get a few uh, a few people who, who try it on by going, I've lost the card, mate. And uh, they go, well, you can't get on the bus. Well, I'm getting on the bus. Well, you're not. It's as simple as that. It's amazing, actually, how many bus drivers let people get away with it. Uh, so, 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 what do we have? Oh, fake news. There's lots of fake news. They always put things out about people who are sort of dying, don't they? They Oh, so-and-so's died. And people believe it like our friend in Birmingham, who believed that Katie Price had £45 million, which, of course, she never had. I mean, I don't know where you think it might have come from. Where do you think it's come from? There's nowhere it can have come from. What, what, has she done anything of note? No, she'll always get a little bit of coverage. They'll go, she'll launch a new, you know, lighter. She's a bit like David Beckham, just in the cheaper end of the market. Da- David Beckham sort of will endorse things because he's got a really cracking team behind him so he can do it but the football stadium looks a bit bit less likely than it did about six months ago and um and there's loads of other things as well which he's sort of promoted but then he gets paid and then every so often they'll have to do a sort of a recap on it she doesn't do anything at all she thinks you dress up and look a bit ridiculous then people take your pictures and then people go and flock to buy the product well it doesn't happen and most of these things, 10,000 here, 20,000 there. Well, if she's spending 10,000 a month plus 10 on looking after the house, there's no chance she's going to live very long. You know, she, she hasn't got the money. She's living way beyond her means, way beyond her means. You know, the house was tacky when she bought it. And she's not been there that long. The car, apparently, is falling apart, the pink range, because she hasn't got any money to look after these things. So that's why it was taken away by the AA the other day. Also, it's got no tax on it. So he, he was driving it illegally. Hope he managed to sort his insurance out. And now she's meant to uh, have been out and bought loads of furniture. But the place is just... Fu- it looks like a tip. Seriously, it looks like somebody's been dumping rubbish. It's as bad as that. And you think... And she's got kids there. Well, actually, she hasn't. She's only got two. She's got the Kieran Haler ones. And then she's got the, uh, the other one as well. Uh, no, the Denzel Washington film is today. Is today. A friend of mine has just, just written to me asking about the Denzel Washington film. So that's actually today. But it's early. It's it's 8.30, I think, which is about the earliest I think I've ever been to. A, I might have been to a screening slightly earlier. But I've got an interview at 7 and then pootling off to see the Denzel Washington film. Because I'm assuming there might be a load of other people there because he must be doing a load of interviews. I don't know whether or not I'm just in early for this film, whether it's being put on for me. Because, you know, when you've been here since 2 o'clock in the morning... You kind of think, you know, by the time we get to 10 o'clock in the morning, I'm like a zombie. But I did have this thing yesterday. I did have this giant milkshake, vanilla. And it did burn the roof of my mouth. But it was I could have just done... I could have just lain back and just had it drip-fed into me. It would have been quite nice. Have you ever encountered your own look-alike? Yes. Yes. You know I've told the story a million times. On Hammersmith Station, I looked across the platform and there was me. I thought it was a mirror. I looked at it I thought, oh, it's me. And then I got on the train, the other side. And so I'm looking at me on the train, the other side, thinking, that's me. That's what I look like. And I think I was with a friend of mine. I was like, oh, that's me. It's me. Or I, I might have mentioned it, actually. 
Oh, dear. Apparently, lady bus driver again. If the inspector comes on to check tickets and find anybody without one, the bus driver gets into trouble. I know. I always I'm, I look forward to the bus inspectors. I can't wait to get my uh, my free pass out. Ta-da! <laughs> and uh, Steve, this is your captain speaking. Off to the airport to fly. 189 people down to Girona. So I thought I'd text to raise the standard. Shirts off at McDonald's. Whatever next. Banish them to Radio 1. Will you please, Steve? Yes, I think that's the best place for them. Best place for them. <laughs> Dreadful, isn't it, really? Uh, and also, a joy to hear you. I don't sleep too well, being disabled, so look forward to um, you coming on. Brace yourself. Here in the Highlands of Scotland, our weather forecast last night mentioned frost. I, could, I just want it to rain. That's all I want. Rain. Please, please, rain. Please, please, rain. Right. Coming up to the news at five o'clock this morning. Um, ba, 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 ba. August wettest month on record. Rotherham football fans call for a minute of to me, to you. That's in honour of former club president Barry Chuckle. Jamie Oliver wants to be the new David Attenborough. I'm sure he could be. I see. No, he said he's going to retire in a month. Sandy Toxvic now looks vaguely like Tom Cruise because we have to accept the fact that Tom Cruise can't look young forever. The woman who appeared on television to say she gave up men having sex with. Now she does it with ghosts. And so she's brought one back and says she wants a baby with one. I mean, has this ghost got a, has it got a visa? Oh, look, I don't know. I just know that she's mad as a fruitcake. So she thinks she has sex with ghosts now. Don't we all, darling? I've had some pretty rare experiences. I might share them with you in a minute. Brace yourself. You're listening to a podcast from LBC. Morning, everybody. Nice to have your company. And have your company. It's Tuesday. It's the 7th of August and uh, it should be getting... I think today is the last day of heat. And uh, I can live without it. So I'm hoping that the uh, the little studio I'm in later on is air-conditioned. I'm pretty certain it will be. Sometimes it's just, it just makes you tired. <laughs> but uh, So off today. 25,000 people applied for Love Island 2019. Obviously, you know, nobody wants to do a day's work in this country. Nobody really wants to work, do they? There's very few of us who are actually working. Uh, One in 12 bobbies have a second job. How do they find the time? What other job you get? Private security? I don't know what else you could actually do, I suppose. The couple who bonded on dialysis and fell in love? I suppose you would. if I didn't know they did dialysis like that. That's where they sort of cleanse your blood on a machine. It always frightens the life out of me, dialysis. I don't know why. Uh, A football flop is trying to flog his book... There's a room he may be going into the Celebrity Big Brother house. His name is Jermaine Pennant. Of no interest to anybody listening to this programme. The six salon washes, which caused a neck clot, claims the mum who's suing the salon for a million. Well, I mean, I'd never even heard of that before. Wash it. Mind you, I don't know why you'd wash your hair six times, but, you know, there you go. Judge Rinder wants a chat show. Please not. We've had enough of Judge Rinder, the fake little sort of... It's just too naff. The idea of a chat show. What is it about gay men and chat shows, for God's sake? We've already got Graham Norton and uh, Alan Carr and loads of other... We don't want him, I'm afraid. He's just deeply unappealing. Uh, plus the poppy seller of 103 gets an MBE for 97 years service. Isn't that nice to award... Why so late? Why, she's 103. The shot could kill her. Poor soul. Another secret plot to oust Jeremy Corbyn. Begin to wonder how much longer he can survive. It's getting a bit bad, isn't it? Ramsey's tribute to the godfather of Michelin... And uh, Celebrity Big Brother pull off their biggest signing yet. So-called Ken Doll. Looks more like Barbie, I'm afraid. Rodrigo Alves, who's the man who's apparently spent $400,000. As I say, I'd like to see the proof of that one, please. Uh, and, and ends up looking that bad. He said, you have the lofu. 
Oh, you know, the way I look. I thought, well, it's a bit difficult to do that, isn't it, when you look so peculiar? Uh, Tony Hadley says the reason he left Spandau is because he's a Tory and Gary Kemp isn't, <laughs> which is an interesting one. And uh, Boris Johnson, here in afternoon as Bojo, draws Muslim fury over letterbox jive. Uh, to be honest with you, just, I mean, just wash over it. Just leave it. It's not even worth going there. It really isn't worth going there. He said they either look like uh, uh, letterboxes or they look like bank robbers. I mean, just just put it down to the fact the man's an idiot. You know, we don't have to make such a big deal about it. Nobody cares anymore. So only if you want to make something. If you just ignore him, he might go away with a bit of luck. But there again, somebody said, oh, he could be our Prime Minister. I thought, do you really think so? Join me with a cup of tea. Here we go, ready? Uh... <sighs> nice. Anybody else have a cup of tea this morning? Do you know what I do? When I'm waiting for the... Uh, as I, I put my cup in this machine and it fills it with boiling hot water, which is very nice. But uh, while I'm doing that, I either have a drink of ice-cold milk or ice-cold water. And that kind of sort of cleanses the palate, palate? The palate a little bit. But this is particularly good this morning. I've sat in fields before and had cups of tea. And really enjoyed it. I, I, you need tea in the morning. I don't care what they say about the Brits. Call us whatever you like, but we like a cup of tea. We do like a cup of tea. I don't want it with no milk. I don't want it with any. I just want a cup of tea. Thank you very much indeed. Ever been bitten by a horsefly? No. No. I, do, I mean, I do, no, I haven't. I don't think so, no. I'm not, that, I'm not around horses that often. I was when I was, when I was younger. And um, I think I misheard you. Did you say you love getting your pass out on the, the bus? Thank you. And... Um, Another one here, uh, which says, uh, I wrote you several months ago on my return from uh, India after my partner and I returned after a disastrous episode of a retirement attempt. I won't go into the details, but I should make a do's and don't on India. Yes, you can get very, uh, very ill in India. Very, very ill. We were in the same district of uh, Udapur where the new Marigold series is made. Did you notice Boris Johnson's dad make his way to the off licence for a bottle of imported whiskey? Of course, he likes a bevy, doesn't he? Likes a bevy. And, uh, and the others went haggling for potatoes to save tuppence. I thought it was rather shameful, considering they've been put up in luxury and these simple folk rely on the two rupees they were arguing about. Yes, it's just, it's a celebrity, celebrity-based programme, isn't it, where they put people into, uh, into the Marigold Hotel. I think it depends who you put in there. I haven't seen any of it, because it's always on when I'm a st- I can't stay awake. I can't stay awake. I don't know what other interviews I've got for this week. I, don't, I really don't know, actually, but... Uh... Uh, we'll, we'll, we'll let you know. But I, I do like it. I've never been to India. We, we, we stopped off in uh, Mumbai once, Bombay as was. And all I remember is we were flying back from Hong Kong. And for some reason, there was a there was a stopover while the plane was refuelled. And the only drinks you could get were fizzy drinks. I always remember it to this day. I can remember the smell of Bombay Airport. It was all white marble. It was really quite wonderful. But there again, we'd lived in Hong Kong for two years. So I, everything that was in Bombay, I took for granted. I think there was anything unusual. I'd, I'd seen the fish markets at Wan Chai. If you could survive the smell of the fish markets at Wan Chai, you could you could survive anything, absolutely anything. So I loved it, I absolutely loved it. But I always remember them saying, you know, because if you're flying, and I wasn't a great traveller, I was always a bit sort of a sickly child. You know, any any travel sickness, I'd get it. Never actually sick, but just you know, just didn't do very well. And they only had fizzy orange. It was a can of Fanta or something like that. And I remember I was so desperate, I drank it. Mind you, I had one the other day. We went out for this meal in this Turkish restaurant and I had two bottles of Fanta. I've never had that before in my life. 
I've never, I've never had anything like that for so many years since I was a little tiny person. August could be the wettest month on record, which is good. And uh, Danny's done the deed. Yeah, old Gobby. F in this, F in that, F in this. We've had an F the other day and we'd, oh, all the rest of it. Yes, the simpleton chav daughter has had sex with the bloke with the veneers. Meanwhile, her dad's back from holiday because he wasn't going to spoil it by coming back to see her coming out of the... Uh, I was going to say the Big Brother house. What she does now, I've got no idea. And to be honest with you, I couldn't care less because in a few weeks' time, there'll be another set of dreary people. You know, I mean, if, if they're putting Rodrigo Alves into the Big Brother house, they've really scraped the U-bend, haven't they? Who else are you going to put in there? An attention seeker. They always say the same thing, don't they? And then, hilarious the other day, Chloe Maidley. I wonder if, if Harry and Meghan will be coming to our wedding. God in heaven, honestly. Get off the drugs, darling. It's really not good again. It's really not good. Steve, I did watch the Academy Awards in memoriam. Sammy Davis was in the foreground singing. Could hardly see who was on the screen. It was like uh, Joan Crawford, Groucho Marx, Charlie Chaplin, Elvis, uh, Shane? Elvis. I don't remember that. I didn't think Elvis went to anything like that. That was like Kate... um, Oh, God, very famous Hollywood actress. uh, Got uh, nominated and awarded so many Oscars. Never once went to a ceremony. Never once went to a ceremony. Certain people didn't want to go to them. And I think the reason was, they don't, you don't want to sit in a seat for three to four hours, do you? Unless you're really desperate, you know, saving up your speech and then discovering you don't win. Catherine Hepburn, it was. Catherine Hepburn never went to a ceremony. Oh, delicious. Leonardo DiCaprio's got a new girlfriend. He's 190. She's about, about 17, I think. Uh, MPs... Want to ban eating of dog. But I think this one's built up. It's like an apocryphal story now. I don't think we do eat dog in this country. Where would you buy it from? Although creams sold by shops who've been prosecuted in the past to lighten the skin, which are banned here because they're dangerous, are still selling them. Are still selling these creams. Why have they not closed them down? Trading standards don't have enough manpower. So there you go. There, There's a job for you. Join, uh, join those people and then you can go and sort it all out, can't you, really? You can go and stop all these shots. There's so much corruption going on everywhere. Why would you want to put a lightning cream on your face? Very dangerous. It's like years ago, you know, in an effort for people to look more attractive, they put lead on their face because it was better to have a white face. If you had a brown face, as in suntanned, nobody would trust you because it meant you worked outdoors. So, in fact, all the titled people didn't work outdoors. So they had very pale skin, very white skin. So they used to sort of paint their skin with this lead, which unfortunately ate into their skin. And then they all ended up pockmarked and stuff like that. It was terrible. Um, the West Side Story race row is PC to the point of ridiculousness, says Leonard Bernstein's daughter, because they, they didn't cast a Puerto Rican uh, or Hispanic, and she said it's ridiculous. She said it was, it was written by a white man who had nothing to do with Puerto Rico. But of course, the BBC. Oh, we have to. Um, should, should we do this now? Yeah, it's okay. Jimmy Savile's still operating. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Jimmy Savile's still operating. Let's leave that one to one side. We all know about it. We can't do anything at all. Uh, plus, um, the bloke from West Sussex who took his freezer onto the beach with its own portable generator. I mean, you know, there are thick people and then there are thick... But lovely idea. You know, ice, he, he could keep ice-cold drinks in there, stuff like that. But at the end of the day, nobody takes a fridge freezer onto the beach unless you really are particularly stupid. Uh, Rotherham fans calling for that minute of to me, to you chance in honour of former club president Barry Chuckle. And um, what was the other one as well? Um, do you speak bevy? 
You have to learn how to order bevies abroad because uh, otherwise... Although everybody speaks English. You go to any place abroad, you know, I defy you. Anywhere, unless it's sort of a desert island in the middle of just absolutely nothing at all. And you will find that the bar people and the waiters and waitresses all speak at least eight languages. Seriously. You go to Rome, you go to uh, Copenhagen, they will speak every language under the sun. You know, they will do English, Italian, French, German, Spanish and others. And, and they, they just speak it because they've learnt how to do it. We're bone idle, aren't we? Hello, do you speak English? Uh, pizza? You know, round pizza? Yes, sir, I know exactly what a pizza is. Oh, you speak English. Oh, that'll be great. Uh, and we'll have to say, do you do gar- garlic bread? Yes, I speak English. I've just told you I speak English. OK, you want garlic bread? Cheese or no cheese? Um, um, uh, what, what, what sort of cheese is it? The, the from, fromage on top? It's cheese, sir. OK, it goes on top of garlic bread. Oh, we'll have that then. Oh, is that good? They speak English, isn't it? It's quite nice. The English abroad. Bloody useless. Absolutely useless. Um, da, 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 da. Secret plot to oust Corbyn. Yeah, and Ramsey's tribute to the godfather of Michelin. It's a man who died. I'd never even heard of him, but apparently he had 33 Michelin stars because he owned so many different restaurants. So he was obviously very good. Very, very good. Front page of the Daily Star. England. Uh, I can't do that one. It's in court. Uh, also, Beyonce reveals slave secret. And Danny's done the deed. Have you had sex? Yeah, F and Av. <laughs> she is again, poor old soul. And uh, what have we got here? Sean Williamson has been tipped to strut his stuff on Strictly. Oh, he'll be, he'll be, it's a piece, a walk in the park for him. Walk in the park, very good indeed. Did you see they were doing a piece the other day? Who's the gay boy in Coronation Street? He's, he, at the moment he's actually playing a, a down and out. Is it Sean? I think, one of them. He is actually gay. But he's, he's playing a down and out in it. He used to work in the knicker factory. And for some reason he's found himself homeless and out on the streets. He used to have a chat show on ITV and then it was uh, then it was cancelled, mainly due to lack of interest. Nobody was bothered with it. You know, you can't say, we don't want any more of these chat shows. I've had enough of them. Goodness sake, there's enough chat shows to shake a stick at. We should only stick to a few decent ones on the radio, which work far better. Anyway, so he's actually playing a homeless person living in a tent because something's happened. Well, he was wearing a nice crisp white shirt the other day and somebody went, I'm sorry, he's supposed to be a homeless person. But there again you go, well, it's Coronation Street. They don't know. They don't know about that. So it was a crisp, you know, non-wrinkled white shirt, which, of course, it would have been Sean Tully. That's Anthony Cotton, isn't it? Yeah. Mm. I mean, to be honest with you, it's ridiculous. We can always sort these things out. They, it's like, you know, it's just rubbish. It's just rubbish. So nobody believed in that one at all. Uh, plus, 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 plus. Uh, oh, I can't do that one again. Uh, also, August could become the wettest on record forecasters say uh, it'll turn from desert to deluge. I don't mind that. I don't have a problem with that. Do you have a problem? And employers should be banned from disciplining men who wear shorts in the heat wave, say Debenhams. Nearly half of men suffer from anxiety with the thought of wearing trousers and jackets. What? Anxi- what sort of dipstick are they? Anxiety. You can't wear shorts. Uh, what? You don't want to wear, go and work on a building site then. Debenham's designer said it's boiling out there. Only a madman wears long trousers in the heat. <sighs> what a stupid thing to say. The correct attire should be neither too tight nor too loose. The producer's wearing shorts. He says it's perfectly possible to look smart in shorts. The producer's wearing shorts. You're listening to a podcast from LBC. 
Morning, everybody. 5.20, 5.20. Back from my weekend in Blackpool. You were right, Steve, says Lorraine. What a dive. Disgusting, dirty place, but happy to be back to my hubby, Ray. Very nice. It is a dump, isn't it? They're, they're trying to sort of upgrade it, but, I mean, you know, how can you turn a silk purse into a sow's ear? How can you turn a sow's ear into a silk purse? The answer is you can't. It's just awful. Poor Rob had travel sickness when I was a child. It was a total nightmare. Car and bus journeys make me want to throw up within a short time. The only thing I ever found was that as long as I was looking out the window and the window was down and I had the air in my face, that was fine. If my dad ever said to me, oh, can you read this map, Steve? He didn't call me Steve, call me Stephen. Um, I used to make excuses as to not read it because it was concentrating on reading it that made me feel iller. And I couldn't see anything either. I mean, it just, it, it all blurred. Here she is. She's had sex. Uh, she told us that. This is uh, Danny uh, with this uh, peculiar relationship. They're going to move in together. They've known each other literally a matter of weeks. You know, in the real world, as opposed to this fake world that she's entered. She's only a barmaid. Luckily, they've, they've kept the job open for her. I suspect she might be needing it in about a year's time. Because, you know, you can't put somebody like that on television. I know that the moment they've done the rounds, because they all want to do it, don't they? It's, it's a good, it's a good programme filler. Oh, let's get her on. Dan, is she available? Of course she's available. <laughs> they want to get her as much exposure as possible. He might just disappear because he's a bit of a plank. Because when he was asked if they'd had sex, he went, oh, come on. You know, because you don't ask something. You feel like saying to the, the people who were sort of interviewing them, have you had sex? You know, when? When did you have sex? You know, if you, if you get Ruth and Eamon on there. No, second thought, you don't really want to know about that, do you? I'm sorry, Ruth, have you had sex? Was he there? You know, you, you want to ask things like that because it's just like, ugh. No, you don't want to know things like that. Throw it back at them. Throw it back at them. You can't... It's just rude. It's just very rude. It's bad enough when Eamon sort of, you know, makes double entendres there and you sort of cringe inwardly thinking, oh, God, the man who's eaten the settee, you know, is just... You can't. No, it's not right. Not right. Uh, new food series being nicknamed The Food Planet. Jamie Oliver. We're going on holiday together. Did you know this? Did you know this? My friend Chris as well, and, and, and the vicary child. The vicary child. <laughs> oh, it sounds quite nice there, because he just looks so young. Everybody's so young, aren't they, nowadays, which I think is great. Uh, also, um, um, uh, yes, looking at Tom Cruise, I suddenly realised if you don't get the right lighting on him, he's getting on a bit now. She's 60. This is Sandy Toxvic. Tom Cruise is 56. And you just have to accept the fact that some people on film look really young because of makeup and stuff like that. Then you see them without their makeup on and you suddenly think, oh, right, you are looking your age. Because it can't be great putting makeup on, taking makeup off, stuff like that. Uh, also, uh, oh, I got stuck behind a woman in Iceland the other day. She was filling up a supermarket trolley with water. Uh, uh, home delivery. Home de- I'm having it delivered to me mams. Is that right? And uh, so she waddled round round the counter, and I thought, oh God. all I had was two, you know, a box of lollies. You thought she'd have been polite, wouldn't you? Gone, do you want to go in front, love? But she didn't. So I just sort of stood there staring at her. Um, <laughs> uh, who's had a picture of Amanda Holden on a beach with a photographer? She's in um, Corsica. Oh no, Cornwall. After being to Corsica, Sid accuses airline of sexism. You look ridiculous, Sid. I can't help it. Branded the airline sexist after he was sacked for refusing to get rid of his man bun. He said, I was told I can't have my hair in a bun because only women can have their hair in a bun. So because I'm not a female, I wasn't permitted to have my hair in that style. It was sexism. It's their rules, dear. OK, you don't have to explain it to you. It's the rules. You know, if I come in here and I'm, I don't know, I've, you know, got my shirt off and I'm pierced all over the place, they're going to have something to say about it and go, I'm sorry you can't represent the company. And he looks ridiculous. It's not done. This is just done because, you know, I don't know what he's done it for, actually. A spokesman says uh, they're only um, 
BA's uniform policy says ponytails for men are only permitted to secure dreadlocks. The spokesman said we don't comment on individual cases. So, can't have it. Can't have your little bun. It just looks ridiculous. And if that's what their rules are, unless they're going to change the rules for you. If they change the rules, fair enough. But at the moment, their rules don't say that. Their rules say something completely different. Uh, new love triangle in Weatherfield this autumn. I'm a bit bored with Weatherfield. Don't really care about it. And Campy Gino uh, as, uh, is as Italian as they come. Is he? He's lived here all his life. He's still speaker like this. You know, whereas we're waiting for him to just speak. I think he speaks normally, to be honest with you. Uh, John Cleese had everybody in stitches in the legendary sitcom Faulty Towers, but Mark Gattis claims he was funnier as Basil Faulty in series one than series two. But uh, he says, watch the first episode. John is so clearly, visibly, mentally ill. Oh, actually, I thought that all the time. I never thought anything different. Because if you watch him working, you can tell there's something not quite right there. He's almost manic to the point of it, it kind of worked. They obviously went, he's on a run, he's on a run. Film it, film it, film it. Now, looking back on it, you know, it's a case of he really wasn't very well. Still John Cleese. Still John Cleese, and it was still perfect. Absolutely right about Katie Price. Couldn't understand how she amassed this supposed fortune, and most of the business ideas she was involved with all failed after they were launched. She's a phony, says Amici. I don't think she's a phony. I just think she's delusional. And that's why she's appearing in bankruptcy court, and you're not. It's as simple as that, you know. And it's all because she's under this delusion and illusion that um, that she's a businesswoman. She's never been a businesswoman. I mean, let's face it, she can't she can't do anything. If you're a businesswoman, then you'd be having successful come. You'd be like Deborah Meaden. That's a businesswoman. Katie Price is the cheap tatty end of the scale where she's got nothing. That's why she's in bankruptcy court today. And by the end of today, you'll know what's going to be happening. So uh, she thought she'd put it off. And of course, it's all to do with, um, so she says, Kieran Haler cheating on her. But then he's given an interview to somewhere today and he says, no, 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 she was texting people as well. Of course it is. She's a liar. We know she's a liar. She lied to the police about who was driving the car. That's why she got banned from driving. Uh, delighted to say, say Guinevere and Trelawney, that our darling Melissa and Sophie are safe and sound holidaying in Bali next door to the earthquake island of Lombok. But they haven't bumped into the Beckhams yet, I know. But thank God the Beckhams managed to get that story in the papers, that they were on the neighbouring island and send out prayers to everybody. Do you think Harper's sending out prayers, or do you think she's sort of too busy jumping into the sea? Uh, and our, we noticed our three pumpkin plants wilt every day when the sun is at its highest, then recover as the day wears on. Looking forward to the deluge. Absolutely Ascot, say Guinevere and Trelawney. And people, they aren't even from Ascot, are they, these, these new people? You know, Brentwood and Staines and all things like that. It turns out they're the ultimate chavs, these people. You've only got to look at pictures of them. My God, trailer trash would be an understatement. Uh, Steve, I hate people in checkout queues with coupons. They don't do them anymore. Nobody does coupons. You don't need to. No, nobody does. I've never seen anybody in a checkout queue for the best part of about 15 years who actually uh, produces coupons. You used to find them years and years ago. You'd cut them out of the paper. The only coupon you'd get is the one from McDonald's. one ninety nine for double cheeseburger and chips. You know. In fact, they're all one ninety nine. You get a Big Mac and something else. But uh, I don't think anybody has coupons, do they? Does anybody use coupons in this day and age? It must be a little bit... Who does? Oh, Barry loves coupons. Yeah, Barry. He loves keys, but he, he's sort of fairly ancient into his twilight years, the sort of for, the forgotten decade. And he loves coupons. It's because it can save him money. Whereas, you know, whereas I'm, I'm not remotely into uh, into anything like that. A lot of people standing on a beach here 
And this is uh, the thousands queuing to escape the Quake Island. That's the trouble with these things. You don't know where they're going to spout off next, do they? You really don't. Uh, backlash, as Boris says, women in burkas look like letterboxes. The Danes have banned them. You know, sometimes you begin to... Do you think sometimes Boris says things because he's had a few sherbets? And then he sort of says something. Then people say, you've just been quoted as this. Another celebrity case fiasco. This is the judge savaging the police debacle as Jonathan King's case collapses. She attacks the force for failing to disclose crucial evidence and says they were trying to salvage the reputation after Jimmy Savile. So uh, last night he tweeted, I've been found not guilty of several false allegations last month. Trial collapsed, jury dismissed today. The judge suggested the CPS and Surrey police abandon the further false claims and they've agreed to do so. No retrial. Sometimes the system works. Uh, And there's also a reporter here, a former police officer in the Jonathan King case, who's now a TV documentary reporter, offered to sell the names of the pop mogul's victims, according to a judge. Investigative reporter Mark Williams Thomas, who made his name in a documentary exposing Jimmy Savile, has claimed to have solved or provided answers on a number of high-profile cases, including the unsolved murder of TV host Jill Dando. Yesterday, his professional reputation was called into question. Before he left the force in October, Mr Williams Thomas was the detective who interviewed the first man to accuse Jonathan King of sexual assault. He was subsequently accused and acquitted of blackmail. It's just all falling apart, isn't it? I mean, just the whole thing has just all gone gone pear-shaped. But anyway, uh, the Algarve, Britain's holiday inferno, uh, terrifying scene, the wildfire, which uh, which was menacing Portugal's Algarve tourist region, forcing holidaymakers to flee their hotels, which is not good at all. Really not good. Racism storm, Labour drops the, uh, the Hodge inquiry. That's Dame Margaret Hodge, who confronted Jeremy Corbyn about anti-Semitism and uh, limit children to two hours a day in front of a screen. Because apparently it's not good for them. Well, you try telling them that. If they don't get it one way, they'll get it another. Don't I'd be sitting in front of the computer. It's on everybody's telephones nowadays. You're listening to a podcast from LBC. Morning, everybody. I mean, can you believe that at the age of 81, Robert Redford, who won millions of hearts with, uh, with all of his films, has never won a Best Actor Oscar? Never won one. Uh, he's now decided he's going to retire at 81. He's still going to carry on uh, producing, so he's making one more film, uh, although he strangely added the, uh, the codicil at the end by saying, uh, maybe, you know, I might do another one. It doesn't go- I don't think actors ever retire. I don't think they ever want to. I mean, for me, it was Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid and, um, and The Sting. Loved The Sting. Such a great film. The Great Gatsby, I wasn't so enamoured with. It was a costume drama. All the President's Men with Dustin Hoffman I never saw. Ordinary People with Mary Tyler Moore and Donald Sutherland. Out of Africa, Meryl Streep. Uh, a River Runs Through It. Indecent Proposal. Uh, the Horse Whisperer. And All Is Lost 2013. So uh, those are... I don't think he's ever put women's clothing on. You know, a lot of a lot of Hollywood actors sort of end up doing drag. But uh, he has his own film festival. There's something about him, isn't it? But at 81, he's obviously very healthy. He must be incredibly healthy. He's still going. And shows no sign of slowing down. Mind you, we have Tommy Steele. We have loads of people, don't we, of that sort of age. And again, they show no sign of slowing down at all. And uh, another one here. Um, it says, Thomas Markle claims Diana, Princess of Wales, would be unhappy at his silent treatment by the daughter-in-law, Meghan, the new Duchess of Sussex. Would she? 
Diana didn't speak to her mother, Frances Shan Kidd, for several months before she died in Paris in 97. Mrs Shan Kidd was an unhappy soul who may have empathised with Lonely Thomas. They're just mad, aren't they, the Markles? I mean, there's no two ways about it. They're just not normal. Perhaps, perhaps they, they should check all these families out before they actually do anything. Uh, one girl inhaling, they say, hippie crack from balloons in Ibiza, where Radio 1 held two raves at the weekend. Heavens above. Uh, they were offered for sale by beach sellers, quite openly. And in fact, there's one girl doing it at the moment. Her parents must be delighted. Oh, that's our daughter doing hippie crack. Because she's not even pixelated in the paper today. Um, is, the, is the hard-working princess's wedding going to be on television, says Dave? I hope not. It's not till October anyway, is it, really? And um, bring on the rain, says little Julie. I've been bringing in bottles of frozen water to work with a little apple juice added to it. Lovely, stays nice and cold all day. Be my saving grace, a little bit of apple juice. Is that cloudy or clear? I've learnt now there are two, two distinct apple juices that people seem to like. And, uh, Steve, could you ask your lady listeners, says Ian, to take their purses out of their bags at the checkout to save five minutes of my time whilst they root around for it. Happens all the time. I know. There was somebody on the bus the other day. We all get on there. She puts her case down and then starts ferreting around to find where the bus pass is. You've been standing at a bloody bus stop for the past five minutes. Why don't you look for it then? So annoying. So annoying. And uh, I agree with your early commentator, says Kevin. I nearly grew a beard whilst a lady in front of me counted out coupons one by one. Only yesterday. That is South End, though, Kev. That is South End. We don't do it in London. It's uh, we, We've all gone past that one. Did you used to like Prisoner Cell Block H? Hmm. Not bothered. Not fussed about it. Wentworth Prison never kind of did it for me. Uh, apparently, the newsreader has just said humanity will end if global warming continues. But will you still be doing your show? Of course. Of course. Listen, there, there, there could be a, a, an almighty explosion, a giant volcano that takes off in Yellowstone Park and obliterates everybody. I'll still be here in the morning doing the programme. There might be a little bit of a difficulty getting it to air, but we'll certainly do our, our best. And uh, why hasn't Hollywood remade He-Man? The power of Greyskull. Yes, I love that. Uh, and Simon says, of course, people use coupons. Next, you'll be telling me Green Shield stamps will soon be obsolete. Always enjoy studying the catalogue. Got my own, some pots and pans, plus a, an ironing board. Woo, beat you to the ironing board. Got that one. And I got a toaster. Got the whole Christmas sort of party package kind of thing. Oh, look, here we go. As uh, they were snapped in a cheeky pose because he's got his hand wrapped round her ass. This is, uh, this is the um, Mike Tyndall. We don't know what he does for a living. A bit difficult to tell, really. Not a lot. But he's uh, at one point, he's squeezing her boobs. I mean, seriously, he's obviously very chav. And, uh, and they, they, they sort of do a lot of touchy-feely. I, mean, I suppose they're going to be the next couple to bore the pants off us. So as they go, perhaps... I mean, he needs a reality show because he's failed in every one that he's had up until now. And um, I mean, it, there's a picture of him squeezing her boobs in Ibiza on holiday last year. Very tacky. Very tight. I mean, you wouldn't do that to Princess Anne, would you? Come here, eh? Yeah. You not touch Princess Anne's boobs. Definitely not. Uh, home to the rich and the famous, the post office store stocks Don Perignon, and there's an Argus showroom, but at the heart of the Surrey Stockboker Belt, a rather less welcome set of residents. Yes, some travellers have set up and started dumping their rubbish just about everywhere. It's a shame, really, and uh, the locals have said if the police don't deal with them, we will. Where they had a hearing the other day, none of the travellers turned out. Of course they don't. Of course they don't. That's what they do. Uh, also, the poachers. I didn't, do you know what these poachers were doing? Well, the ones down in Windsor, they were lamping. Have you heard of lamping? Lamping is where you go out 
with a torch or a lamp. In the early days, it was a lamp. And you shine it in the eyes of a deer. They're transfixed by it. They can't, that's when you shoot them. But the kids who were shooting them had come from a little way away in Windsor. But uh, the average age, 13. They were lamping at 13. What sort of children do that? I've got no idea. But in fact, in another poaching incident in a Worcestershire nature reserve, 15 deer were shot and left in a field. Wow. They're examining bullets removed from four of the slain beasts. And uh, a witness said they saw a gang around the forest on Saturday who may have been disturbed whilst trying to steal meat. I mean, easily it could be worth £1,000, even from a backstreet game dealer. There's loads of them. Loads of them. There's one man who says, I've been here for 25 years, never had anything like this. Yeah, but people are disgusting now, aren't they, really? Did you use to collect the gratis point carts in the B&H cigarettes? Do I sound like that? Do I sound like that sort of person? I promise you not. Uh, clear apple juice, says little Julie. Clear apple juice. I still love ice-cold apple juice. I could really drink uh, one of those slush puppy things now. I think we should we should buy a machine at Global. We should have it sitting downstairs so that we can go in there and go, uh, today it's strawberry and blueberry. Yummy, yum, yum. That'd be lovely, wouldn't it? All it is is there's only one poor man making coffee downstairs. You get horrendous cues there. If there was a slush puppy machine or a frozen yoghurt machine, I'd go mad for that. Mad for that. Uh, also, campaigners. I haven't had campaigners for a while, but they're um, they're threatening to organise a boycott of Walker's Crisps because it still uses plastic packs that cannot be recycled. The company produces 11 million of the bags a day, 7,000 a minute, 7,000 a minute at its Leicester factory. And they're one of the main sources of persistent litter. Well, we have to boycott then. I mean, they have to change. Uh, walkers need to ditch their plastic packaging now instead of in seven years. They promised to deal with plastic packets by 2025. Not good enough. Not good enough. So they're producing 11 million bags a day. 11 million bags a day. And they promised to change it by 2025. Not good enough, Walkers. Not good enough. This could hit sales badly. Everybody else manages to do it. I don't see why they shouldn't. Probably because they're paying such an exorbitant amount to that ex-footballer, I should imagine. Jamie Oliver has claimed he was punched by men who hated him in the early years of his career because he inspired their partners to put pressure on them to cook. Because when he did The Naked Chef, which was back in, I don't know, what was that, 1998, 1999, something like that, he said, I didn't realise it was political at the time, but 20 years ago, women en masse were going to work. Woo! So uh, he's done an interview with uh, Radio Times. Bless him. Bless him. Uh, Who's this? It's a picture of uh, Susanna Lipscomb. She's a Tudor expert. I love experts on Tudor, anything like that. Always fascinated with what's still around. Uh, Also a picture of uh, Dave. This is Dave Cameron living it up at the weekend with a gaggle of glamorous blondes on a hen party at the Wilderness Festival near his country home. Wait till you see the country home girls. And also, could the uh, Britain's most popular garden spray... Be killing more than your weeds. Garden spray. What garden spray? It's been accused of causing cancer in uh, America and it's being banned across Europe. So what is it? Which one is it? Weedol. Weedol. Apparently it's got uh, glyphosate. When it comes to domestic use, the fact is glyphosate is found in many of the UK's top-selling weed killers. Some of the most popular brands contain other herbicides, 
uh, as well as glyphosate. Weedol root kill plus, for example, which is marketed for use on general weeds, contains a newer type of herbicide, which is pyruflin ethyl, which is the manufacturer says particularly effective. So, I mean, I don't know what half this stuff is. Do you know what this stuff? I don't. I've got no idea. So, you know, weed killers are the uh, are the big problem. And it's our most popular one, as far as I know. But uh, so Roundup, the UK's most widely used weed killer, globally the most popular in history. Wow. Nevertheless, its use in UK farming has increased by 400 percent in the past 20 years. One and a half billion a year. Now its use is effectively being challenged in a landmark legal case in America. Gardeners should read it. I'm expecting... Uh, Richard on QBC to start talking about that because they do weed killers and stuff. And I bought, I bought weed killers before. In fact, I'm not even sure I haven't got that one. I use it occasionally outside. But I suppose it's bad if you actually uh, sort of inhale the, the stuff, isn't it? Uh, another one here says, I wonder what comics like Abbott and Costello and Laurel and Hardy were like off screen. Apparently Costello got really nasty before he died. Well, I'd, give, I'd be really nasty before I died as well. Are you dying? Yes! And I'm blooming annoyed about it. Strawberry and lemonade slush in McDonald's. Oh, that sounds delicious, doesn't it? Strawberry and lemonade slush. Oh, God, I want it now. I want it now. I'm not going to have a chance to get it today, though, but it sounds it sounds lovely. And, uh, Steve, must be a welcome relief. Your super producer has his shorts on today and you don't have a look at him driving the desk in Speedos. Well, I'm not likely to see him anyway because um, we can't... There's a, there's a window in front of us that we are separated by a wall and a window. And uh, I can only see top half of him. In fact, sometimes not even the whole top half. I just see a head on a stick which moves backwards and forwards. And he gets exactly the same because you can't see any of me at all because of the screens in front of my body. So there you go. That's how it works nowadays. Uh, what else we got? What else we got? What else we got? Uh, well, I'm trying to find out what other jobs police officers... If you're a police officer, send me a text, please, or, or an email. What other job could you possibly fit in to what you've got at the moment? Obviously, you're in shift work. But how does that fit in with somebody else unless it's really good shift work? I'd love to find out. You're listening to a podcast from LBC. Interestingly enough, a few good actors have never won Oscars, Steve, including Robert Redford, James Mason and Michael Douglas never got one either. I wonder why that is, because they've, they've all made tremendously good films. I'm not sure about Michael Douglas. I don't know enough about Michael Douglas. I just know who he's married to. And that's it. Uh, and after hearing the Walker story, <laughs> I'm not going to buy them again. I suppose it'll be kettle chips from now on. I can't get on with kettle chips at all. I really can't. And also, glyphosate is very dodgy, apparently. Uh, well, it, it doesn't sound very good here. It really doesn't sound uh, very good at all. And uh, Rob says, I was offered eight legs of venison the other day for 200 quid. Is that too dear? Make a mental note. No more people like that. Thank you. Listening in Bali, Steve, and uh, experience the Lombok earthquakes. Lift our spirits. We're, also li we're always listening to you, Emily and Andrew. And also, uh, Clive says, I see the Mano Mano, the new kid on the block marketplace, dedicated for home improvements and garden, banned the sale of glyphosate products last year. Maybe now others will follow. I had no idea. I don't, but I don't know what goes into any of these things. I'm assuming if it kills weeds, it's got to be something bad in it, hasn't it? And if you spray it, presumably it's possible to inhale. So um, I'm not too sure about it. There's so many things. I mean, years ago, mo you know, old-fashioned farmers didn't have anything at all. What did they have? Soot. Soot was apparently used for loads and loads of things, which, of course, we all had loads of. And um, salt and eggshells. 
eggshells for, uh, for getting rid of slugs. Because slugs cannot climb over eggshells because they're all broken and it hurts them, so they don't, uh, they don't climb over there. Uh, I was told by an old gardener, table salt, Steve, costs about a pound for two kilograms from a supermarket and works perfectly. Yeah, I use, um, I use salt as well. Getting rid of slugs, very effective. Police officers drive taxis, Steve. Oh, they don't, do they? Police officers driving taxis? Really? What, black taxis or Uber? Mini oh, right, mini cows. Oh, well, live and learn, don't you? I never thought about, I never thought about you know, the person whose head I'm looking at the back of could turn out to be a, a police officer. I shall look more carefully in future. I shall look more carefully in future. <laughs> so police officers drive taxis. Wow. I think that's cool. Yeah, so, I mean, expensive weed killers, the old-fashioned gardeners just had a bit of salt and, uh, and a bit of soot and stuff like that, and their gardens grew very, very well indeed. Nowadays, I mean, when I look at the stuff I've got, I've got tomorite for, for adding, you know, a little bit of potassium, or a fair bit of potassium to the plants, which helps them grow, and, uh, and I've got stuff for slugs, I've got little pellets, and ant killer, spray, wasp killer, and stuff, all sorts of bits and pieces. Years ago, nothing at all. If there was a wasp in, you just went shh like that, and it went. Nowadays, they come back. Come back and attack you. Terrible. Absolutely terrible. And uh, when you started in radio, did you have a panel operator or did you do it yourself, says Shane? No, I've always had a panel operator. I don't know, don't know what a panel operator is. <laughs> You've never, the producer's very hurt. He's never been described as a panel operator. No, he's the producer. So we used to call them years ago production engineers because they were producing and they were driving the programme. I've never driven a programme in my life. I can't. I'm completely useless. I have to hold my hands up. Some people are very... There are young people in this building whose brains are not crammed with as much stuff as mine is, and they're able to drive desks, desk drivers. But if you saw them, you know, I mean, you, you would look at it and go, how does that work? I look at it every day and go, how does that work? I can make it look quite... You know, I can flip it from one studio to the other, I think. Or is that just being... A, and I, I can move faders up and down, but I don't need to. Because, you know, the panel user next door does it panel user <laughs> why not i suppose can't wait for in conversation with the dyers yeah every other word we'll have to bleep it so here they are the effing dyers joining us on lb effing c and it's just going to be awful isn't it i don't really know because he swears more than she does although to be honest with you together as you'd imagine the language must be atrocious that's just why he's not interested in her Perhaps he sort of denied her because he never bothered coming back from his freebie holiday, did he? In Disneyland, he brought her. Um, uh, he brought her a few souvenirs from Disneyland. That's all he brought her back. And so apparently he's now going to get to meet the boyfriend. I mean, already the boyfriend, little Jack Fincher, is slipping from our grasp. He's disappearing slowly, and uh, very shortly they'll just uh, he'll he'll be advised to just go back to his own little life, which is non-existent. And she'll be, she'll be going ahead. I bet you anything. Bet you anything. Don't believe all the guff you've heard from her. Uh, oh, it's so nice. We're going to move in together and all this kind of stuff. The moment they move in together, she'll never live with anybody in her life. It's going to collapse like the pack of cards, which it is at the moment. So would you go on holiday without the kids? Again, I refer back to my previous answer. Ask Jordan. She's constantly dumping the kids and going on holiday without them. She's never used to. Ever since she's got the new boyfriend... Uh, as I say, I mean, why he's not helping out around the house and helping her clear things, I've got no idea. I'm not moving my clothes in till you clear out all the old stuff that's associated with Kieran. So as opposed to painting it and using it in other rooms, she's thrown it all out. So and then bought loads of other stuff. I'm sure the uh, the uh, <laughs> the bankruptcy people are going to be absolutely thrilled with her today. What? So you knew you didn't have any money. You kept on spending money. 
What sort of place is Flogger's stuff? You can't do that. Once, once she's been recorded as a bankrupt, I wouldn't sell her anything at all. Definitely not. Let's see whether the little boysy friend is going to be paying for stuff for her. How embarrassing. She likes to be in control of a relationship. She likes to make sure that she's the one who, uh, who, who controls everything. Not in this case, I don't think. Not in this case. Uh, front page of the Daily Express, the Sundance Kid. Hangs up his hat. Robert Redford retires at the age of 81. Denise Welsh, my nervous breakdown on luxury holiday. And uh, the giant back, uh, bag of logs moves in. This is a holiday maker. It's a huge wall of sea... Oh, sea fog! I said log. Uh, rolling past Land's End in Cornwall. How lovely. It's a lovely picture. I mean, it really is. Really nice picture. Uh, experts call for oil probe ban after quakes. That's an interesting one, isn't it? Um, and, 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 outrage as vile police rapist let out of prison. He only served seven months. He's supposed to be serving two life terms. And uh, they're trying to get answers. Uh, Rod can't sell his £6 million house and his wife blames Brexit. I looked at it. I looked at it. It's in, um, it's in Essex. It's a, it's a lovely house. It is lovely. I mean, to be honest with you, I, w- I would actually go for it. Um, so they've now slashed the price. Uh, down to... It's 25 acres. It's got its own football pitch. Because Rod... I'd have to get rid of that. I'll put a swimming pool in. And uh, they've been affected. Mind you, I told you some friends of mine down the road. They're not having much luck. So um, they've moved out and they bought one for five million in Harlow. Now, Harlow is a bit of a dump. But they've been unable to sell the wood house since putting it on the market. It was for sale for 7.5 million. Now it's being advertised at just under six million. It's quite nice. I, w- I wouldn't mind it. You drive through Epping, you go out. If you're heading for the motorway, on the right-hand side, there's a turning. You go down there, and his house is at the uh, house is at the bottom. It's lovely. It's it's very nice. It's got lovely garden. You'd have to have your own garden, but it does have a swimming pool, which is good news. But you would definitely have to have a gardener. You couldn't manage this by yourself. I was only saying that to Katie Price the other day. I said you're going to need a gardener, love. What gardener? You need a gardener to cut the grass here. She's doing her her acreage. With a little lawnmower. I mean, how stupid is she? The answer is very stupid. Uh, Radio Times, Jamie Oliver's Jamie's Italian Summer. Here he is, a, a strider Lambretta by the look of it. And uh, it's Monday, Channel 4, August the 13th. August the 13th. Oh, yeah, which is on the Monday, oh, which is lovely. So Jamie preparing a huge study in a healthy diet. Oh, I've got a salad to eat in the fridge today. I'm so, so thrilled. A whole salad. I might have it with salad cream and uh, and some, some ham or something like that. Steve, if police officers drove buses, there'd be fewer criminals walking the streets. Just don't tell Cressida and Sadiq. Yeah. And also, if you were on the bus and the police officer saw somebody, you'd be off on a detour, the like of which you've never been on before. Another one here. Monica says, no misbehaving in minicabs, no drugs, no alcohol, please. I really don't like putting passengers back on the curb. Three in 3,500, so not bad. Yes, no, it is. You have to judge people, don't you? When you sort of pick somebody up, you have to look very carefully. Are they going to be sick in the back of the car? In which case, you're off You're off uh, getting it all cleaned and everything else. I wouldn't want to do it. I wouldn't want to do it at all. So here's a picture of Robert Redford. He's 81. He looks 81. Still Robert Redford. Uh, Jane Seymour uh, reveals she turned down intimidating sexual advances of an unnamed Hollywood mogul. I want to know who these people are, actually. I want to know who they are. And Barry Chuckle. 
mainly managed to steer clear of current affairs along with Paul. However, the comedy duo briefly became the unlikely subject of political debate when it emerged in 2015 that Labour's Ed Miliband and Ed Balls had been mockingly described as the Chuckle Brothers of Westminster. Paul, 70, cheekily responded on Twitter and said, I'd hate to be called uh, an Ed Miliband. The uh, amiable pair were duly invited onto BBC Two's debut politics, stressing they'd nothing against the then Labour leader. <laughs> It's interesting. You can see, actually, how, how ill he became. It was bone cancer, uh, I believe. But uh, at least the family were with him at the end. Shamed uh, Jonathan Aitken. That's the one with the barking mad uh, daughters. I think I'm going to be a rapper. Of course you are, dear. Of course you are. And so he's back in prison as a chaplain. Mm. Yeah, whatever. And uh, the, the feature about would you go on holiday without the children... Yes, says Deborah Colcutt, and no, says Jane Warren. Because some people say, you've got to take the kids with you. can't just leave the kids. Unless you're uh, Katie Price, in which case she has no problem leaving the kids. Because uh, they sort of hinder it, don't they? They sort of hinder whatever she's up to at the time. Veteran star Sally from Coronation Street wants to see more comedy on the cobbles. I agree with her. More comedy cobbles, ladies and gentlemen. Because it's all too depressing. Too depressing. Steve, do you think Katie's place, if repossessed, will go for a good price? And uh, I don't know. But apparently, um, Sergio said, you'll be surprised, but on Loose Women yesterday, during an interview with glamour escort Megan and nuclear engineer Wes, one of the panels swore live on air. Not a rude word came from the Love Island alumni. Yes, I don't know. I thought Jordan uses a no-no to prune her bushes, says Paolo. I think you'd need a bit bit more than a no-no. Good Lord above, I mean, that would be... Of course, yesterday we had to put up with uh, Colleen, the one who doesn't sing in the uh, in the Osmonds. I know it's not the Osmonds. You're listening to a podcast from LBC. Morning, everybody. Nice to have you company. Welcome to Tuesday, the 7th of August. Hurrah! I know. Well, hurrah, because the weather is going to change tomorrow and apparently it's going to be wet. Hurrah! Which is great. And it's going to get cooler. Hurrah! And then it's going to get hotter again, so we're back where we can. Do you think this is it for the rest of our lives now? It's like living in the Jurassic period, isn't it? Where it was, you know, that's why the dinosaurs were wiped out, because it got so hot. Mike says, is it air-conditioned in your studio? Are you serious? Are you like a fridge? But the trouble is, you only notice it when you stand up. If I walk out the studio, uh, because it's quite warm out there in the corridors, and then I walk back into my studio, it's like, blimey, it's cold. I mean, seriously cold. Seriously cold. I was down to 16 degrees. So I've just pushed up because I've got a guest coming in. When I finish at seven, there's going to be a lady coming in to be interviewed for in conversation. She's going to walk in here and it's going to be so cold. And I'm going to have to say, I'm really sorry. The air conditioning's pumping out at the moment. But if you've come in from, from heat and, you know, and if you've lived in air conditioning, then you'll, you'll understand how it works. And I don't think I've ever been in a radio studio. Well, I did once. I did once. We used to have a radio studio in another building we were in. And uh, for some reason, the air conditioning gave up. So they put a fan in the studio. And then they suddenly realised that the noise from the fan affected the microphones. And so we couldn't do that. So in the end, we put a huge bag, a bit of tubing. Years ago, when I used to sell carpets, uh, if somebody wanted to take it with them, you cut tubing off, plastic tubing, put the carpet in there, sealed both ends. And we did exactly the same with the fan, only the tubing ran outside of the studio. And then what we did, we had the end of the tube in the studio, so it blew cold air up your legs or skirt or whatever it happened to be. I mean, the fan, Nick Ferrari still does that in the big studio. You know, they have a fan, but you can hear it. That's the trouble, and it sounds like... So they used to say to me, they said, you can't have that on, Steve. You can hear it. And I went, oh, it's too hot. 
And nobody ever has open windows. I've, no, I've never been in a studio yet, a broadcast studio, where you've got windows that open. There's a sliding panel in some of our studios in this building that blocks a window, but you can't open the window. You never once or ever, I suppose because you can hear the noise from outside, but I've always wanted that. In fact, actually, I don't have a window at all in my little studio. The big studio doesn't have one anymore because it's all been sort of revamped. And there's some in some of the other studios that I use. But it's, it's amazing. I mean, I'm still fascinated by it. I've got no idea what any of it does at all. I'm totally useless. Um, on the, uh, the programme today, the woman who gave up men to have sex with ghosts now says she wants a baby with one. She's quite clearly mad, and they put these people on the television, and they believe this old guff, don't they? Uh, Judge Rinder wants another chat show, or wants a chat show. He's already had the, the Judge Rinder sort of rubbish, and so now he wants a chat show. I mean, to be honest with you, I'd leave it alone, please. We have enough uh, chat shows at the moment. We don't need any more. Uh, the poppy seller of 103, who gets an MBE for 97 years service. A bit late, isn't it, really? Couldn't they have given her one every year or something like that? That'd be nice. The football flop trying to flog his book. Maybe even be going into Celebrity Big Brother House together with uh, the one who's apparently the human Ken doll. But he doesn't look like the human Ken doll. He looks more like Barbie. In fact, that's an insult to Barbie. He doesn't look like Barbie either. He just looks peculiar. But, of course, if you're addicted to cosmetic surgery and changing yourself, you don't see how ridiculous you have become because you don't notice it, which is a shame. Martin in Romford says, I watched a silent comedy film made in 1964 called A Home of Your Own with Ronnie Barker, Bernard Cribbins and Bill Fraser, one of the funniest films I've ever seen. Also an actor called Peter Butterworth. Oh, he was married to uh, Janet, um, the impressionist, Peter Butterworth. He was in the comedy uh, films. Yes, and uh, he's very good. Yes, he was married to Janet Brown, wasn't he? Janet Brown who used to do the impressions of... Um, Margaret Thatcher and things. I don't even think she's she's with us anymore. I know that Peter died some years ago. And I'm pretty certain she's not, is she? She went in 2011. Did she really? She was. It's like Faith Brown. Is Faith Brown still alive? I only asked because Faith Brown was an impressionist. She used to do boo boo dee doo. Sorry, I got that wrong completely. But she was she was known for being very. She's around still, is she? How old is she? Seventy four. Good Lord above. Seventy four. She was known because she was very. Busty. And that's why she used to play Marilyn Monroe, boo boo we do. And she did all these other... Impre- they all looked like Faith Brown because she had just had a huge pair of bazookas at the front. But uh, Janet Brown was the one who popped up on everything. She was, she was lovely. And uh, who's the other one I was watching the other day who's very good? She's very good. She does all sorts of people. She does unusual people like Jordan and uh, people like that. And she used to do Anthea Turner. But there again, if you just whine a lot, you sound like Anthea Turner. And uh, she was very good. She turned up on the television a few times. And it even had Simon Cowell laughing, which in this day and age is a bit of an achievement, isn't it? I like it when Simon Cowell laughs because it sort of takes away from his sort of serious can we make money out of this artist to uh, he's just having a bit of fun. We used to use her on Five's Company as well. Mm. Sorry, I need the tea. The tea's thawing me out, I think. Uh, The couple who bonded on dialysis. How you bond on dialysis? I've got no idea. I think you need to lie down whilst they, you know, clean your uh, your blood. It's an amazing system. It really is. Uh, Another secret plot to oust Jeremy Corbyn. He just appears to be blanking everybody, doesn't he? He's sort of, you know, if I I don't say anything, then and, and I don't open my mouth, they can't see me. So that's okay. Uh, Ramsey's tribute to the godfather of Michelin. And uh, the BA man, which everybody talked about. We, we did him yesterday, actually. I thought, listen, if a company's got rules, 
Although how it's allowed to get to... He can't have just started wearing a bun. It must have been... You know, he must have been wearing it for some time. I mean, personally, I think they look ridiculous on men. They had a bloke in, uh, I think, Towie, and he had a, a man bun. It just looks stupid. But, you know, if you want to wear it to work, but they have a rule. And the rule is you can't wear it at work. It's not worn, worn for religious reasons, reasons, as far as I know. So, uh, so they, they fired him. Now, whether or not it goes further and he goes back there, that I have no idea. Too much sleep could be bad for you. Go on. I defy anybody lying there at the moment going, I haven't got the strength to get up. I've got the strength to get out of there. I have to, I don't have to force myself to get up. All I have to do is just roll out of bed. And as one, once my feet are on the floor, I'm sort of, like, whoa, I'm up. And that's fine. Because when I'm awake, I'm awake, which is good news. David and Vic Beckham caught up in the Indonesian earthquake. I mean, is there any event they're not actually at? I believe they were there at Pompeii, uh, Mount Vesuvius erupting and the fall of the Roman Empire. But uh, luckily, they didn't have cameras in those days. We didn't have to put up with their dreadful fizzogs. But no, Dave and Vic and the family were caught up in it. Well, they weren't. They were on another island, so they weren't caught up in it at all. But they have to link them to something. It's either that or an airliner ploughing into the side of a mountain. You know, they might have visited the mountains some years ago. The bloke from West Sussex took his freezer to the beach with a generator. This is not just a little freezer. This is a double-height freezer. You know, this is a, an open open door thing. I mean, I don't know how you're allowed to do things like that, but he did. Fancy putting your free... It must have been like a trolley. They put it on the sand with a little unit behind it, which sort of charged it up, I suppose. I don't know how it works. Uh, 25,000 desperados applied for Love Island for next year. 25,000 people... I won't be famous. What, what, what do you do? I'm in the adult film industry. Oh, you're in straight away. Why they can't have, you know, a whole programme just full of very dull... Oh, sorry, they have that already. Uh, but it'd be rather nice to see sort of somebody who isn't sort of slightly desperate, which is what we've got at the moment. Bankruptcy court today for Katie Price. I wonder who'll be driving her and what will she be wearing, you know, for her court appearance? Because they want to know... Oh, sorry, uh, so where are we going to get the money from? Uh, well, I think I'll just declare myself bankrupt. What? Let's hope she doesn't lie to them. She's lied to the police, so she could be lying to anybody. So somebody will have to drive her there. Uh, whether or not they're going to go, right, you owe this... I think she owes for HMRC, which is tax. I said that. I said it'd be tax, wouldn't I? If she hasn't got enough money to employ somebody to push the motor mower around the garden... I mean, Kieran couldn't manage it. She can't manage it. The latest boyfriend appears to be totally useless. But uh, but he can drive a car. Oh, no, wait a minute, he can't. He drove her car with no tax on it. So he's as bad as she is. Uh, Bojo and the Muslim fury over the letterbox jibe and everything else. You just have to just ignore it. Seriously. If we all got upset about every single thing that was said about somebody, you wouldn't you wouldn't go out the front door. You know, just ignore him. He's an old man. He doesn't know what he's saying half the time. He just thinks I don't know whether he thinks he's being clever or whether he just thinks it's, you know, but then you get all the Muslims coming out saying, oh, it's this and that and everything else. And and I'm sort of. I'm sort of thinking to myself, just ignore it. If you draw attention to it, it makes it worse. Weatherspoon's accused of threatening to ban anybody who smells. I think that seems fair enough, actually. This is two homeless people, or a homeless person and his mate, who this woman decided to treat for breakfast in there. And, uh, and they said... But then it turned out that wasn't strictly the story. The story was that they started giving abuse. And so Weatherspoon's went, we don't want people like you. And uh, I'm with them on that. Karen Kay was the funniest impressionist. I like Hilary O'Neill. I like Hilary O'Neill. She's working, actually. She's got something coming up, I think, with uh, with Joe Pasquale. And you know how we rate Joe Pasquale. Uh, Steve, if a lady has sex with a ghost, conceives a child, would it be a phantom pregnancy? 
I mean, the trouble is, she's quite serious. She seriously thinks that she's having relations, sexual relations, with a ghost. I mean, where these people come from, I don't know. Are they sort of, you know, post-traumatic alcoholics or so? I don't know. I mean, where, where do you ever believe something like that from? That's like people who write to convicted murderers. They're, they're generally barking mad, aren't they? Uh, Paulio says, Paulio, have you and Mr Producer ever received a text or a tweet that are sent to LBC by mistake and meant for somebody else? He says, yes, I haven't. We get quite a lot. For, oh, we get quite a lot for Mr M. Oh, do we? Oh, right. Yeah, but I can understand that. Trying to enter. Yes, we get people trying to enter competitions. They go, this is my answer. <laughs> and we always go... Oh, right, we know who that one's for. Uh, I bet it happened more before smartphones, but you never know. I bet there's some corkers. I don't think they were actual corkers. It was just people replying. that They, they got it slightly confused. I think they thought I was Mr M. I don't know why they would think that, but we did get, we did get quiz question replies. <laughs> what do you think about it? It's so daft. So daft. And, uh, Steve, on the Judge Rinder show, where does the money awarded by the court come from? Uh, well, it comes from the budget on the programme. That's why they're, they're not very big. They're not very big. They always have a... Um, they always have a, a limit to what it can be. So they look at the cases very carefully as to which one. So I think they might have a maximum of, say, £3,000. That would be the budget for the programme. It comes out of the programme budget. Quite, quite normal to do things like that. Richard said if the police have time to do second jobs, presumably they haven't got enough work to do. <laughs> you want to come down to London, I tell you. They've got loads and loads of work here. And uh, Carol says, didn't June Brown do I'm a Celebrity a few years back? No, absolutely never. No, they're not allowed to. She's a serving member of, uh, of EastEnders. They're not allowed to do things like that. It was only recently they allowed a few of them to do uh, pantomime. They certainly would not allow them to do something like Celebrity Big Brother. Oh, no, 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 no. Oh, heavens above, that's the BBC. <laughs> Lord above, you know what they're like, don't you? Uh, somebody's written in, Battle of Hastings. Yes, that's the correct answer. Well done. Well done. Congratulations. Da, 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 da. You've won the prize for today. And, and you've got a what? You've won a gulp of air. Says well, that you're very lucky. Breathe in to claim your prize. Do it now. Okay, there you go. Aren't you lucky today? Honestly, but somebody got that straight off. The the good thing is that was psychic, because I never even gave out the question. But you knew what the answer was. Battle of Hastings. The other one was going to be the Bayer Tapestry, but nobody got that one, and that would have been two gulps of air and a trip on a roller coaster at Thorpe Park. This is lovely, isn't it? You're listening to a podcast from LBC. Morning, everybody. Nice to have you company. Lovely picture, which they're trying to get into the uh, the papers at the moment, of Paul Hollywood's demure new girlfriend. To say she's underdressed would be an understatement. She's a barmaid, and uh, there's about 29 years difference. So she walks out on the streets wearing this sort of latest craze, which is a little pair of sort of ripped denim shorts, a top that's barely covering her boobs, and um, and what I call Greek sandals. And uh, it's sort of, it's, she doesn't appear to have a bag or a phone or anything like that. I don't know where she'd be hiding those. But anyway, they're, um, Alex, uh, Paul Hollywood's wife, has filed for divorce. And, uh, and uh, she's going to name Summer in the up-and-coming court showdown over his fortune. She said she wants £10 million. I thought he's only got £10 million. I'm not sure how that one's going to work out. It's a bit confusing, isn't it? Lovely gulp, Steve. Thank you. Thank you. You see, well, you get that for free on this programme. Other programmes charge you for it. We don't. We don't. We don't do things like that. We're very good. See, it was Faith Brown who did I'm a Celebrity, and yes, she was very busty, Steve. Yes, she was. If it's Katie Price's first offence of driving with no tax, she'll get a £77 fine from the DVLA. About the same as six months' tax for a fiesta, says Ron. Yeah. 
I know. I'm hoping that he also had insurance for driving her car. I'd like to think that. Mind you, the car's a bit of an embarrassment, isn't it? You know, a pink car that's falling apart. The other two are falling apart. The house is falling apart. Her career's collapsed. There's nothing going on at all. And yet, you know, there she is pictured on a posy picture, uh, sort of undressing in the sea and all the rest. It's just a bit bit naff. Bit of a bit of a shame, really. Bit of a shame. Uh, Steve, read the Battle of Hastings. Were Vic and Dave there too, says Mike. Yeah, they... Hello, were they there? He was playing Prince Harold. He got the arrow in his eye and she was there to help him. And the youngest was actually leading the charge and uh, single-handedly did make the Bayer tapestry. She was, you know, because that's how talented that family is. Uh, Donnie says, heading to the specialist eye hospital today. They're all specialists. You can't just have an eye hospital that isn't specialist. If it's an eye hospital, it's specialist. So it can't be both. It's an eye hospital. Never look forward to going, but my friend, who is affectionately referred to as Her Grace, is taking me. Good egg, but sadly not a fan of the Steve Allen show. Oh, it's OK. Don't worry. I've got uh, so many hundreds of thousands. I'll be, I, can, I can live without, uh, without one. Peter Butterworth and Janet Brown had two children. A son called Tyler, who's an actor and married to Janet Dibley. And a daughter called Emma, who sadly died at a very early age. Peter was very good friends with Kenny Williams. Numerous pictures in Janet's autobiography of Kenny going on holiday with all of them, says Chris in Brentwood. Kenny used to go on holiday with anybody. He'd leap onto anybody's bandwagon. He went on, I mean, Barbara and him, you know, in, uh, inseparable. Uh, Steve, why do we have a shortage of emergency staff, police, nurses, but never a shortage of traffic wardens? Well, God knows. It's the power, isn't it? Although I think actually being a, a you know, a, a policeman or a nurse would give you much more power over people. Sorry? You want... I don't like you. No, you're not being, uh, not being helped. Richard Burton would have been a great interview for In Conversation, says Gary. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Anybody like that? Anybody? Elizabeth Taylor would have been fantastic. Because it would have started off with me going, so why were you an hour late? Would you like to explain yourself? You don't look any different than you probably did an hour ago. So why are you late? Are you just rude? She was never on time for anything. She was notoriously bad at being late. They would have to think she would be an hour late. And, and you would think, why are we putting up with this? I would actually have done what uh, the uh, former husband of Barbara Streisand did when she made him wait for an interview. He came in to do an interview or to do a hair, I think. And, uh, and he said to her, when she finally deigned to walk down the stairs, he said, don't you ever make me wait again. And he walked out. And she was so impressed. She had a bit of a dominance there. A bit of a dominating thing going on. And uh, Steve, I actually watched an episode of Katie Price last night when she went off to South Africa. I was shocked at the state of the house. And when she phoned Kieran up, she asked me if he'd cleared the dog poo up from upstairs. With all that garden, why on earth is the dog going to the toilet inside? Because they're not trained. It's filthy. The place stinks, apparently, to high heaven. You know, but of course she doesn't care about that. She thinks it'll just magic. I think she thinks you wave a magic wand and things happen. But of course they don't. They don't. I mean, what she needs is not a blinking husband or a boyfriend. What she needs is an odd job man. You know, because none of them could do it. You can't see Peter Andre pushing a, a hoover about or a vacuum cleaner or, or, a, or a grass cutter. But then when they had that silly picture of her trying to mow the lawn, it's far too big to mow with a little cheap lawnmower like she's got because she's got no money. Never had any money. Never had anything at all. So that's what the bankruptcy hearing will will show today. And uh, Steve, I wonder what they'll use to bag potato chips if they get rid of plastic. Box? Have them in a box? Well, everybody else, all the other crisp manufacturers um, seem to manage. It's just walkers. Their bags aren't biodegradable. They say, don't worry, we'll sort it out by 2025. Well, I tell you what, they, they turn out 11 million of these bags every day. 
So it's 11 million, but you'd think they'd have actually, with all this, you know, bags being talked about everywhere and people recycling and stuff like that, they'd have sorted it out before that, but they can't. So uh, I can't bother to buy their products, because if you can't sort of, you know, biodegradable do their, their stuff, I can't be bothered to buy it either. Steve, you mentioned Faith Brown. Do you remember an audience with Freddie Starr when he pretended to throw a maggots at her? She was not amused, says Paula. Well, Freddie Starr was just mad as a fruitcake, I'm afraid. That was the trouble. I saw him at the London Palladium. The worst thing he ever did, as far as I was concerned, he would come on stage during somebody else's act and uh, and sort of try and play it for laughs, all based on the fact that he took over the Royal Variety performance, and he did. He stormed it at the Royal Variety performance, and then he just became incredibly big-headed. And now he's a, he's a sad, sorry state of affairs, really. But he did used to, to ruin everybody else's act. He thought it was funny, whereas, in fact, I just thought it was irritating. You know, somebody would be singing a song on stage, he'd just wander on, start pretending he was sort of making their form out of clay and something like that, which I thought was, I thought was dreadful, absolutely dreadful. But there you go, you know, that's, that's what he did, and, uh, and people laughed at it. I can't remember the stuff that people... I was watching something on telly the other day, and I remember thinking, and we thought this was funny. And I suddenly realised it was Celebrity Juice, and I realised we didn't think it was funny at all. It was absolutely dire. Uh, Scarlet 3 is royalty in demand. Why? Because she looks like Charlotte the young royal, and uh, why she'd be booked for events, I can't imagine, unless she goes along with sort of look-alike mummy, which I suppose could be, uh, you know, could be right. Climate disaster, decades away. Thank God I won't be around for it. I don't care what happens after I've gone. You can, you can sort it all out for yourselves. But uh, when you look at the holiday inferno in the Algarve, I mean, you know, one and a half thousand firefighters, 44 people needed medical treatment. Also, the anarchist vandals who hit Reese Mogg's home. What sad little people they are. Why don't we go around and wake them up? Because they won't be working, that's a fact. And, uh, and drag them down the police station. Have them in prison by the end of today. Shouldn't be, shouldn't be too difficult. Savers sold down the river again. The ten worst accounts. Here we go. TSB, easy saver. What does it pay? 0.2%. Hardly worth bothering. Barclays, every, all of these are between 0.2% and 0.6%. Barclays, everyday saver. RBS, instant saver. Santander, easy icer. Lloyds Bank, flexible savings. Halifax, passbook saver. Nationwide, instant access account. Nationwide, instant, yeah. NatWest, instant saver, stroke cash icer. Co-op Bank Instant Access Account and HSBC Flexible Saver, which pays 0.05%. They failed to pass on the rise in the official base rate. That's banks for you. I've given up, actually. I've given up. I don't, uh, I don't care about it. I'm probably getting about uh, 3%. I'm doing much better. I'm probably getting about 3% on my, on my investments. Uh, the nurse suing for a million, claiming the hairdresser caused a brain bleed. They washed her hair six times. I don't think my hair would stand being washed six times, to be honest with you. Too much sleep is bad for you. No, it's not. Believe you me. There's people listening to this programme now going, shut up, shut up. It's very good for you. Uh, happy birthday to Charlize Theron, the South African-born actress. Is uh, 43. She was 15 uh, when her mother shot dead her alcoholic father in self-defence. Wow. Bruce Dickinson, the front man of Iron Maiden. 60. 60 years old. And... Uh, Ricky Jeunesse, this was Zombie Boy, who died. In fact, she had to apologise, Lady Gaga. She, uh, he featured in her video. She said it was suicide, and of course it wasn't suicide. Uh, also, in 1840, a day that the Beckhams will remember so well, Parliament banned children under 16 from working as chimney sweeps. Wow. 
1973, the Ugandan dictator Idi Amin said all Asians who are not citizens must leave the country within 90 days. About 30,000 found sanctuary here. And then luckily he died, which was very good. We were all very happy about Idi Amin, a vile piece of filth, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, still to come in the Arctic wild, still no escaping the plastic peril. Who's found it now? Polar bears. Not so good. You're listening to a podcast from LBC. Morning, everybody. 26 minutes to 7 at Steve Allen's early breakfast. Nick Ferrari with you at 7 this morning for breakfast. Boris Johnson criticised for comparing women who wear burqas to letterboxes and bank robbers. In an article where he opposed the banning of it, was the former Foreign Secretary being Islamophobic. Nick will also bring you the latest from the trial of England cricketer Ben Stokes and a reaction to the dramatic explosion in Bologna. Plus, with Britain set to ask Russia to extradite two people suspected of carrying out the Salisbury Novichok attack, is the government right to get tough with Moscow? That's all. They won't do a thing, will they, on that? I can't see them ever say, oh, yes, you can have this person here. Of course not. Nick Ferrari at breakfast from 7 this morning on LBC. Katie Price again. She's had to spend 10000 She's bankrupt, of course, filing for bankruptcy, which means she won't have to pay a penny piece, which, of course, annoys me. There's no income coming in at all. She had to spend 10000 on a new bedroom after Chris, the latest little Twinkie boyfriend, refused to sleep in the same bed as Kieran Haler. Sorry, as Kieran Haler slept in. And now Katie Price pictured mowing her own lawn during the weekend as if, I mean, she's seriously... She needs to bring in proper gardeners and things like that, proper experienced people, but of course she hasn't got the money to pay them. And uh, don't worry, if you do do it, there's no chance you're getting paid if she's filing for bankruptcy. They said she was trying to sort out the garden. The house is a, is a dump, so she's replaced the bed. And, uh, and then there's all these pictures of Kieran and her in the bedroom. So the latest little boyfriend, who appears not to have any money either, so he can't help her out. He obviously hasn't got the strength to push the, uh, the motor mower around the garden. It's all looking a bit pear-shaped, isn't it, really? Uh, Walkers. Walkers is owned by uh, PepsiCo Food and Drink Corporation. They've said that they will sort out, wait for this one, they will sort out the fact that their crisp packets are not biodegradable by 2025. However, they reckon by 2025 they will produce 28 billion plastic packets. And so people have now threatened... They produce 11 million of these bags a day. 11 million. This is just one company. 11 million walkers facing this boycott of, uh, of crisp packets that can't be recycled. Well, then, you know, in an effort to save, you know, everything, let's not buy walkers. That's what people are saying. There's one bloke here says uh, big companies, Lorna Greenwood of 38 Degrees says, big companies like Walkers are not taking responsibility. They promised to deal with plastic packets by 25, 2025, which is woefully inadequate. In other words, they'll have produced a breathtaking amount of waste without paying a penny to clean it up. Walkers need to ditch their plastic packaging now. PepsiCo said we are committed to achieving 100% recyclable uh, or biodegradable packaging by 2025. Well, it's not good enough, is it? It's just hogwash. It's just rubbish from these big companies. So they're going to produce 28 billion plastic packets. And what are they doing about it? Nothing. Nothing. They couldn't get their fingers up to you. They don't care. They say, we have a number of initiatives to reduce the amount of packaging. What? You're just not going to be selling as many crisps. How can you reduce the amount of packaging? You're either selling them or you're not selling them. They say, we're examining the use of different packaging materials. Taking you a bit long, isn't it? Perhaps for that time, you know, people might decide to go and find another crisp company that can recycle all its bags. 
28 billion plastic packets by the time they've actually got round to changing it. Not good enough. Really not good enough. Perhaps if you sort of drop silly old Gary Lineker advertising these things and stop ridiculous, you know, and start making some claims that you're doing something about it, you might win the public back again. But at the moment, not looking very promising at all, I don't think. Uh, I looked on Peter Andre's Instagram. He's filming for the Antiques Road Trip. Oh, I thought he was a pop star. Isn't an, or an, an actor. Wait a minute, didn't Peter... What happened to that tour of Australia? And also, do you remember he had these... He was making these films in America. That died on its bottom, didn't it, really? That one didn't go any further. Poor old Peter Andre. Very shortly, it's going to be a case of Peter Andre is going to be appearing in the local courts because he can't pay his bills because there's no income. Where is the income? You know, you, I mean, he, he can't just sort of survive on 10 grand a month. Presumably, Ems is having to cough up for most of it now, seeing as she's probably the main bread earner. But he's having to do... The Antiques Road Trip. I don't even know what that programme is. It's going to be boring. It's going to be really a bit naff. Peter's, Peter's going to be his usual sort of oily self, which is not so uh, great. I like Chris of Chelsea. He says, your mention of Paul Hollywood reminds me of the old joke. Mr Clark, I have reviewed this case very carefully, the divorce court judge said, and I've decided to give your wife £775 a week. It's very fair, Your Honour, the husband said. Every now and then I'll try and send her a couple of quid myself. Thank you. When I worked in fancy dress, says Paulie, I was called to the Oakley Court Hotel to make Freddie Starr look like, uh, like Ozzy Osbourne for some TV thing. I asked him about eating the hamster and he said, I don't eat them. I... Mm. He then ran over to the four-poster bed and started to, to do it. I was on the floor. He says, I know you can't read that out, but I thought I'd tell you the story. I just thought he was deeply unfunny. Seriously, I, there was something about Freddie Starr that just sort of used to think to yourself, probably funny in the early days, now not funny. And I think living in Spain, didn't he marry somebody very young? I seem to remember that. And then it all fizzled out. And I don't know. And uh, somebody says, I remember Sunday night at the London Palladium, Judy Garland arriving late. And when she did, she was drunk. Well, I don't remember Sunday night at the London Palladium. I remember her playing the Palladium. And she did turn up late. And yes, she was drunk. And um, there was a very famous female impersonator who used to impersonate Judy Garland and played it like that. It wasn't Sunday night at the London Palladium. It was just that she was over here booked for the for the Palladium, but she was drunk. She used to drink quite a bit, as indeed do lots of people in the business. So it's not just the business, it's just about everybody nowadays, isn't it? It's the occupational hazard. And, uh, I mean, I've worked with loads of drunks over the years. Loads of people who, in, who, enjoy, who enjoy a good bevy. But then I, I think you can enjoy a good bevy, but I don't think you can go to work afterwards. I think you have to kind of, you know, cause especially in this business, it would be so easy to say something you know, that, that sort of wouldn't go down particularly well with certain people. So, and you can't blame it on the drink or anything. It just, it just doesn't work anymore, I think. So uh, when you sort of read about Judy Garland, it was definitely, she was over here to do a concert and she did turn up late because uh, she was in the dressing room. She refused to come out of the dressing room. And then eventually, you know, there was, eventually she sort of, she came out and of course the fans absolutely adored her. And in fact, you can see what she looked like if you type in Judy Garland live at the Palladium uh, on YouTube. And you can actually see her there. I mean, quite clearly, the crowd have gone crackers for her. She was at the, you know, the latter end of her career. But she, um, you know, she just uh, just sort of lost it. In fact, she didn't even own her name at the end of it. I remember she turned up at the National Film Theatre. They didn't know who she was. The woman on the on the desk was obviously too young to know who Judy Garland was without realising that she was a, a huge, huge star. But she didn't own the name. She was Francis Glum, wasn't she, or something like that. Judy Garland was owned by the studio. They had to get permission when she appeared at the Talk of the Town. Doing you proud this morning, says Manuel. I've just killed a pigeon. Not on purpose, mind you. It hit my windscreen on a dual carriageway. I get them sometimes going over the top of the car. They just miss it by, by inches. 
But as I say, there's no love lost between me and pigeons. I couldn't care less, actually. Uh, Albert says, have you noticed the weather lingo has changed since the cock-up with Michael Fish? It's all could be, might be, possibly, when talking about the weather. It's all about covering their bottoms when they get it wrong. Uh, yes, well, I mean, well, you have to nowadays, because to be honest with you, it, it's, it's supposed to be a science predicting the weather. So if they've said tomorrow it's going to chuck it down, I'm going for that. I'm going for the chucking it down. I quite like the chucking it down. I think that's that's a good idea. We need it, don't we? Just to, but then, of course, what's going to happen? It'll chuck it down and then temperature will rise. But they've said no. Tomorrow's going to be noticeably different and about the weekend, which is great. So I'm very happy with that. Well, that's that's the theory behind it. Got to sort out clothes for the weekend. I'm off to the, this wedding and I hate dressing up. If there's one thing I cannot abide, it's having to dress up for something. The very idea of being you know, in a bank and you've got to dress up and put a suit on every day would drive me crackers. Absolutely drive me crackers. Uh, what we'll do in a moment, we'll run through the uh, the front pages of the uh, papers, just so you know exactly where we are this morning. Uh, the I will bring you, because I I'm, seem I'm to have lost it at the moment, BBC's West Side Story race row is PC to the point of ridiculousness, because they didn't cast, apparently, somebody from Puerto Rico, and um, which apparently they were supposed to do. Which is a bit ridiculous, isn't it? Next, we'll be axing all the Father Christmases who look white. Or, failing that, all the people playing Jesus who look white. Because he wouldn't have been. Uh, Claudia Winkleman says she uses so much fake tan, she has to scrape it off with a sponge. I didn't think you could actually scrape things off with a sponge. But there again, she is mad as a toothbrush. And um, too much sleep, bad for you. But as I say, you ask anybody who listens to any, any programme or watches them on, on the tele, people say, are you joking? what people go on holiday for nowadays isn't it to, to to rest it's like going on holiday with another family if they've got young children same as your young children then the kids have got somebody to play with and they're quite happy they're quite and so the parents can just go zonk on the sun lounger and just uh, completely completely go to sleep which is lovely although i have fallen asleep in the sun before Never very good. Never very good. Jamie Oliver is going to be the new David Attenborough. He's going to do a food programme which will make him like David Attenborough. And he said he'll be retiring in about 10 years' time. Which actually doesn't bother me because I don't think I'm going to be around in 10 years' time. I know I say that. I'm, I'm, I'm not even playing for sympathy. I just don't think I will be. Uh, Sandy Toxvik, in a, in a recent picture, looks a bit like Tom Cruise. I think she, I suddenly realised, having watched QI the other day, she is absolutely the right replacement. For Stephen Fry, she's absolutely perfect. You couldn't have put anybody else on there because they all sort of they're, they're sort of playing up for themselves. But she's not. She's all she's very good. Very, very good indeed. And the Rotherham football fans call for a minute of to me, to you, chance in honour of the former club president, Barry Chuckle. Uh, he was very ill. He had bone cancer and they'd known about it for quite some time, at least 18 months because, in fact, his, his, his brother said how he actually got through pantomime last year. They have no idea. But uh, he did. Then they came back with other things. But um, at least he's uh, resting. You're listening to a podcast from LBC. Hello. Ten to seven. Nice to have your company. It's Steve Allen's early breakfast on LBC. Monday through Friday. Uh, and somebody says, do the weather people on television, Steve, have any qualifications? Or are they just people who want to be on television? No, you're supposed to learn uh, what you do. A friend of mine is doing, doing weather forecasting at the moment. I mean, you could bluff it. It has to be said, it would be fairly easy to bluff. I and mean, there's been loads of people on television doing the weather who aren't members of the Met Office. They're just people who were... Well, Ulrika Johnson was a classic example. She was a secretary and then said she wanted to uh, to do the weather, so they let her do the weather. Because it's not difficult to look at a map and they're, they're working on blue screen. In other words, she can't see the map apart from looking at the monitor, which is in front of her on the floor. 
you know, the actual screen behind, which changes, she can't see. It's blue screen or green screen or whatever it is they're, they're using nowadays. So I don't think it's necessarily people who just want to be on television. Although, you know, I mean, the, uh, the one that they use on the BBC, Carol, I mean, I think she's there till retirement. I think she just likes doing it and then they shove her out to different sort of places. And she goes out there and does it. So it's, I mean, you do get people who think that they are celebrities, but they are just weather forecasters. To be honest with you, you could do it yourself. I, I could sit here, well, I can. I can sit here and read the weather. You know, I don't have to be qualified for doing it. I can just sort of do it and say, well, you know, there's going to be sort of a little bit of overcastness in London during the morning. And then by this afternoon, it's going to cloud over and we're going to have heavy rain. Do you know, I thought it was Wednesday earlier on. I walked out and I said, I saw it. I'm, I'm glad it's Wednesday. <laughs> Somebody said to me, it's Tuesday, Steve. And I went, oh, right, OK, thanks a bunch. Thanks a bunch. It's Tuesday. So that's why. And uh, I hope you're dressing up for the wedding, says Peter, at least a Superman or something. I don't know. I, don't, I mean, I just don't. I'm, I'm not into dressing up. A talk, full stop. I shall have to. I mean, at some point today, it's going to be baking, isn't it? So I maybe have to do it tomorrow. Go through what clothes I've got. And, uh, and, and find something, because I just don't want to be too hot. I can be bad enough as it is. Uh, have you ever thought about writing a book about your life? No, no. Although, actually, Ian Dale asked me about that some time ago. He said, uh, he said I'll, I'll print your autobiography. I went, thank you. I mean, the truth is, it's just a person who's in radio. It's not, it's not very exciting. You know, it'd be exciting to somebody who's not in radio, I suppose, but it's, it's not the sort of thing that I, uh, I normally would, would do. And I always think it's, it's like vanity publishing. Vanity publishing is where you uh, you can go to any... Some, somebody will find, you know, a way to publish your book if you so desired it. And I just sort of think, no, I'm just a radio presenter. You know, I've had different jobs, but radio has been, you know, what I do for a living. But I don't think anyone wants to read about it. Although, actually, we did sell out stage shows with me talking about the angina monologues, uh, which was good. Uh, so, the front pages of the papers at seven minutes to seven... Um, but, but, but what every couple can learn from the touchy-feely, hardly-ever-work Tyndalls, apparently because he squeezed her bottom and then he squeezed her breasts, apparently, when they were on holiday. It's all a bit tacky. Uh, perhaps he hasn't got any... Um, perhaps he doesn't have any respect for anybody. I don't know. What does he do? For a couple of reality shows, which he failed at miserably. And that's about it. He's an ex-rugby player, isn't he? I think. I don't know anything about him. Just ex-rugby player. Uh, top Tory build on our green fields or get Corbyn. This is the minister sparking fury. She calls for planning laws to be ripped up. 25,000 people applying for Love Island, say the Daily Mail. That's for next year. 25,000 people. They must be delighted. Twenty-five. I didn't realise there were 25,000 really sad, lonely people out there, but apparently there are. The Daily Mirror, Beyonce, my birth hell and how it changed me. Too much sleep is deadly. More than eight hours may be a sign of ill health, as a study shows long sleepers die early. Producer said to me earlier on, I said, 10 hours. I went, oh, God. I said, I don't think 10 hours is good. I think you're supposed to have... I mean, it used to be. What is it? Margaret, Margaret Thatcher survived on five hours. I mean, she, she's dead. And so, I mean, I, I don't know what I survive on. Probably five or six, something like that. But then odd little naps, which I don't really have a, have a problem with. Daily Express today. Uh, the Sundance Kid. That's Robert Redford retiring. Well, he's 81. He's entitled to, but he won't. He'll just keep working because that's what he does for a living. Uh, the cricket ace Ben Stokes, who's in all the paper, every front page, every single front page is uh, is Ben Stokes. Danny's done the deed. Yes, Danny Dyer's had sex with the veneer-loving little cutesy boy, who I don't think they'll last five minutes. I'm telling you now, that'll be over by the time we get to Christmas. 
I bet there'll be row, she'll have tantrums, she'll be in tears, there'll be something that goes on, and then they'll basically it will be designed to get her away from him so that they can forge some sort of career for somebody who swears every five seconds. What's I mean, I don't know. Perhaps they're doing a programme on Tourette's. I've got no idea what you could probably put her up for. Not a lot, really. There's not really... She hasn't done anything. She only pulled a pint, and that's about it. You know, how you, how you turn that into somebody, I've got no idea. Uh, England's Big Ben mocked gay men. This is the Stokes thing, and it's on the front of the sun as well. Plus, Katie Bust, bankruptcy court today. She can't get out of it. She's got to go, unless she's going to use some excuse, because she's used a lot throughout her life. So she's got to go, and then she'll find out what the bankruptcy uh, court will say. Because she obviously owes money to the tax man, you know. She's had it. She must be. She's living in a bigger house than 99.9% of you lot. And so, uh, and we also hope she's, uh, she's arranged a lift. Because she can't drive, as you know. And we're still waiting to find out what the police are doing about that one. I think it's all going to come at the same time. She'll, uh, she'll be declared bankrupt because she hasn't got any money and she never had any money. It was always, she was living hand to mouth. You know, the book's brought in a little bit, but I don't think she ever thought about, oh, perhaps I should pay tax or perhaps I should try and find something so I could live within my means. So now Peter Andre's got two of the kids and he's got his own as well. And, uh, and these, the ones he's got are his. And so she goes on holiday without any of them and doesn't really appear to care. Uh, the Times this morning, how to get the best out of your holiday. Don't go, I should imagine. Uh, the no-Brexit deal, putting the public at risk. Well, the police, UK plans to extradite Russian poisoners. Well, we've asked. Don't think it'll go anywhere. And uh, nightclub brawl, Ben Stokes at Bristol Crown Court. Front page of the Telegraph, it's Ben Stokes again. Children, child porn offenders face harsher sentences. Uh, child-free holidays, why every parent needs one. Uh, William Hague, Macron, should be worried about no deal. And, 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 and equity release firms face collapse if the house prices crash. Tourists say au revoir to the phrase book, because that's the one thing. If you were going to Spain, you took the phrase book. Do you remember? Oh, I've got to go. I've just realised. Far too busy. Far too busy, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, the British tourists stranded after the uh, Lombok earthquake. 100 dead, thousands homeless. And the front page of the, uh, the Guardian is domino effect could make global warming unstoppable. And I want to be a role model, says Georgia Hall. No, I didn't know who she was either. Apparently she's the British Open champion. And the great snake escape. What to do if you find one? Run like heck, ladies and gentlemen. Run like heck. That's it for this morning. Bless your hearts for, uh, for being with us. And we do it again tomorrow. But before I go, just time to let you know what's coming up on my free podcast today. I'm a little bit extra. I'll tell you more about that big day at the bankruptcy court later. Get ready for the old broke woman to spout a load more nonsense. You'll also find out what the one from Love Island, who performs on the internet, has been saying now. This one really is marvellous. Plus, I'll be talking about the Hollywood star and his much younger girlfriend. Bit odd. My little bit extra. Totally free and available to you very shortly from wherever you get your podcasts from. Please make sure you download the LBC app, as well as listening to LBC wherever you are. You can listen back to this and all of the other programmes from the last week for free on our catch-up feature. Just download the LBC app for iPhone or Android and tap on catch-up. It's as simple as that. I'm Steve Allen, back with you tomorrow morning at four, coming up at ten this morning. It's James O'Brien. Thank you for your company. Don't forget, you can always email and text the programme, and we try and weave in as many. And if you go to the LBC website, lbc.co.uk, you'll find everything about downloading the LBC app. And it costs you not one penny piece, which is great. Ten, as I say, James O'Brien. But next, with breakfast, Nick Ferrari. (laughs) 
If you enjoyed this podcast, listen to Steve Allen live from 4am Monday to Friday and Sunday from 5am. 